We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. I think typo typo and I just solved the obesity epidemic in the United States. Yeah, we pretty sure we just solved it. And it's very simple. And Elon Musk actually tweeted about this recently. Yeah, since Um, Elon's God now. I yeah, as God Emperor Elon, if we're if we're buying out companies and changing their policy, the way to make kids less obese. Yeah, I mean, we know what the soda does to kids now I mean, look, <laughs> look at them look at them dude i mean if you it's a lot of sugar a, look at the group of kids like half of them are fat like it's they sad weren't, they weren't drinking the, these sugars when in the 60s our or even grandparents 1900 early 1900s dude they weren't yeah drinking i mean sugar. yeah they weren't drinking sugar like this and and now we have you know all the the sodas and all this shit with all this sugar in it and it's like huh yeah and sugars you know what it had in it before highly addictive highly, highly addictive, addictive. Look. said to be stronger than one cocaine said to be stronger yeah. than cocaine and that's an addictiveness that's, that's what i'm saying dude that maybe today's kids would be better <clears throat> if we didn't have sugar and soda and they just left the cocaine <laughs> Yeah, I think we go back. I think he, I think Elon's right. I think we solved the epidemic. I haven't seen a lot of fat cokeheads. Neither have I. I've never seen a fat cokehead in my life. Yeah, I don't think I have either. No, nope, I can't think single, of one. I see single, a lot of really in shape cokeheads. I see a lot of really successful cokeheads. Yeah, I see. I saw that a lot too. And if there was someone that might have had a coke problem, you, you weren't saying they were fat. They never said they had an obesity problem. No, they had a coke problem. <laughs> they had a coke problem, but they were they were in much better shape. I mean, that's undeniable. Uh, yeah, I've never known an obese person or a person with the like the fat diabetes, not the born diabetes. Yeah. Never known anybody with the born diabetes or the fat diabetes to have a coke problem or do coke. Yeah. On a regular basis. I know more people that are diabetic than I know have a Coke problem. Mm. 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 Interesting. Interesting. I'm just saying, maybe Pablo Escobar wasn't that bad. (laughs) He was doing the United States a fucking favor. Yeah. To be honest. He was solving the obesity epidemic before it was the epidemic that it is today. Dude, without Pablo Escobar, I don't think Florida would be what it is today. Yeah, there's a lot of very 
great looking people in Florida. They do a lot of Coke, do a lot of Coke in Florida. Yeah, actually, I've never been to Miami, but it just, especially during the pandemic, it, and we would see, especially uh, knowing Nick, because he kind of had his pulse on like nightclub scene. Yeah, the party cities. Yeah. And I mean, while while the lockdown was happening, like as he like couldn't work in Arizona, he was like selling selling stuff. yachts in yeah, fucking and, Miami. Yeah, because that became like that became like the under not even the under like there was underground party scene, of course. But at the same time as like Florida became like the place to go to party. It's where you can. Yeah, like, because you could. Yeah, exactly. It's like the place where you can where you can go and pretend the pandemic is not even real. Right. Like the yeah. lockdowns aren't real. You don't, you don't know, Matt, no one wears mask, right? They you just go they there. They had lockdowns for what? Two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, if I that. think it was two weeks. And then it was just like, no, nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah, nah. this is stupid. And that's what I'm saying, dude. And I'm just, you know. And they do Coke. And I, I think Coke, Coke heads had a lot better time through the pandemic than fat people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm just, I'm making a pretty solid case. I'm just saying, here. I'm just saying, if we have, if we have to have a government, if we <laughs> live in a society, then, and we have to do single payer health, single, single payer health care, everybody should get a daily allowance of cocaine. Yeah, instead of stimulus checks, it's just a, <laughs> just a break. <laughs> Give me that stimmy of coke, bro. This is a fucking eight ball in your mailbox. Like, oh, thanks, bud. <laughs> Mom, the new stimmy came. Vote blue no matter who, baby. Vote white. Vote white. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't white, it ain't right. Vote white this net ele- next election. Oh, shit. See, we winning platform right there. I solved the entire three and a half hour debate that was Dave Smith, some Bitcoin lady I don't know her name, um, the uh, uh, runner for VP and Larry Sharp. What's what's his what's his name? It's, the runner, it, the VP. Yeah, it was Dave Smith, Larry Sharp, Jessica Vaughn, and Spike Cohen. Yeah, whatever the woman's name is. Um, yeah. Well, the woman is like so the woman. I don't know anything about her. She didn't she's... talk. She did a very good job during the podcast. <laughs> she didn't say a damn thing the entire time. She was the she best. was spoken to when she was. She talked when she was spoken to. But, but uh, the only yeah, the only thing I she might be more influential. Uh, but the only thing I know about her is uh, she's. Oh, I, I mean, think she's, she's a... definitely more influential. She's definitely more influential than all three white yeah. males that were up. There. She <laughs> is got... by far. Yeah. The most influential person on that podcast because she is intelligent and is in Bitcoin and is a very pretty young woman. And she was by far, I think she's a playmate, most influential person on that fucking podcast. I I think she's a playmate, dude. I think she's in Playboy or whatever. Oh, really? I didn't fucking know that. So that even brings her like more. I didn't didn't even know who she was. I literally didn't know who she was. More teenage boys have been brought to libertarianism by Jessica Vaughn than all three of the other people combined. (laughs) Oh, by far. By far. By far. Insane. Insane. But uh, 
That solves the debate. Their whole debate on how libertarians win, what libertarianism. This is what libertarianism is. Bring yeah. back Coke to Coca-Cola. We should uh, abolish sugar. <laughs> yeah, abolish sugar, sugar. Bring back, bring back Coke and Coca-Cola. Gets rid of the obesity problem. There goes COVID. COVID's not going to be around. Nope. Don't have to worry nope. about it. It was like 70% or 75%. That of eliminates people. the drug war. Eliminates yeah. the drug war. Our currency is now cocaine. We don't have to worry about the fucking and, Fed. And, dude, and... Dude, if you see anyone that's breaking the law, you'll just you'll look over and they'll be fat as fuck and you'll know. You'll be like, hey, that you'll dude's hiding, that guy's hiding Twinkies in his house. <laughs> yeah, bro. Send the SWAT team. He's got the trans fats. He's got the we have a problem with trans, right? In libertarianism. He's got the trans fats right there. That motherfucker right there. Bring back the Coke to Coca-Cola. Uh, yeah, this country might be better off if we never had a war on drugs and we had a war on sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think. Uh, what you did you listen to that whole thing? Did you listen to that whole podcast? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. It was interesting. Felt like Larry Sharp talked a lot, and was kind of pushy at some instances, like very pushy on his stuff. And yeah. uh, I was like, bro, like he was. I've heard. I've heard your website now more than the policy that you're trying to talk about. Yeah, he's all a policy guy. It's all and I get it. I get. It. I think That's he has a very. Thing. I think. I think he has a very good. I think his policy stuff is probably going to be one of the best ways to further libertarianism on a legislation legislature, or I don't even know how I would say that on on that end, like for policy and things like that. I think he's probably got the best best ideas going that way, and the fact that he gives them out the way that he does, amazing. But fuck, I don't, it was like, every time you tried to talk about the policy, he was like, you can find this policy at blah, 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 my website. And I was just like, all right, well, now I need to hear more of Larry Sharp's website to figure out what this policy is. Cause he won't say the fucking policy. He just talks about his website. It killed me. Yeah. It annoyed me a well, few times. And I feel well, like he interrupted the, the uh, host a few times. I can never remember that guy's name, but he interrupted him a few times. And it was like, bro, let this, let this man get this out. Let him I get think it it's out. Patrick, but I could be Pat, wrong. Yeah, it's Pat, uh, Pat, Pat something. Yeah. 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 Something well, Iranian. And, and policy's boring. Like, I hate hearing about policy. Like, that, Paul, and it's probably necessary if you're going to get into politics. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, obviously. But it's fucking. He's boring. already written it. So I'll just go to his goddamn website yeah. and be like, this is my policy. I want abolition. I don't want policy, dude. <laughs> yeah. And and he kept bringing up like how most people vote for taxes. Like he brought up that one at one point where he's like, most Americans don't care about taxes. They think that we should pay more in taxes. And it's like, yeah, but that's because they don't know where our ta- they don't care about where our taxes are going. They think it's going to go to this specific thing, but we're not explaining to them. And that's where his policy thing comes back in, where it's like, this is where it's going to go. And it's like, it makes sense. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. Stop yeah. saying your goddamn website. Dave Smith didn't mention his podcast once. And if he did, it was like, we talked about this on my podcast. Didn't mention the name of it. Vaughn, she didn't mention the name of her shit. But Spike and goddamn Larry Sharp were like, uh, my website, or this is why I created this website, or this is my website. And I was just like, bruh. All right, now you guys sound like bad infomercial salesmen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's just... 
I don't think they were good uh, as as like engaging or interesting as like Dave Smith can be. Like Dave Smith's really what he's really really good at is like he kind of grabs people's attention. Like I don't know yeah. exactly how he does it. It's I think he's because he's a little bit more emotional in his words, but yeah. he's definitely a lot better at like grasping your attention and like making you almost feel like hey, this is important. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he makes you feel it a little bit. Where, Where when... Larry Sharp kind of made it flippant. Like this is really easy to do. All you have to do is follow the policy. And it's like, bro, don't. Most people don't give a shit about yeah. the policy. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Like that's why I think people like like why Dave Smith's so popular is he's really he really can get people to like, hey, this this is important and why it's important and you sh- this should make you in, in this emotion. And I think he's really good at that. But. Yeah, the whole thing was pretty good. It's pretty cool seeing like libertarian people on a platform like that, and it specifically yeah, it's a pretty spent, big platform. Yeah, speaking three hours about libertarian stuff like that's that's fucking awesome. And they got and <clears throat> regardless of you know which one we think is better or worse or what how the interview went, like all four of those people are somewhat predominant in libertarian yeah, circles and kind absolutely. of kind of represent like I would probably say the best of us. And yeah, and I and don't get me wrong, I like Larry Sharp. I like him a lot. Fucking yeah. He's a he's a funny guy and he's way smarter than I am. And he's Which, a Marine. So and well, I was that's the reason why I don't like him, probably. <laughs> like that's probably why I don't like him. Yeah. No, well, I'm how just do you, do, how I, do you I like, know they're like, a Marine? It's because they fucking tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know. They always do, dude. He had to say it once during the podcast. He had to say it once, and he, when he was talking of and, and it was when he was talking about the Green Party member, and he kept saying that these people are like these other people are our ally, allies because they're trying to overthrow yeah. the duopoly. And I was just like, I really wanted Dave to be like, yeah, until they overthrow the duopoly and he, they put you against a fucking wall. And yeah, I was the, like, yeah, dude, fuck Yang. Like, I don't, I don't fucking, yeah. I don't like him at all and buy into his shit. Um, yeah. And the Green Party, I don't. I mean, I don't know anything about the Green Party, so I don't want to say anything bad about them. I just know they're socialist. I don't. I don't really know much about uh, Peter Thiel either. Or is that, yeah. is that his name? Thiel. Yeah, people. A lot of people talk about him, and I don't really know. What I he never does. felt one way or the other about about Peter Thiel, and I was just yeah. like, meh. Like, and maybe that's because we maybe and that kind of made me think like maybe I am pretty cornered into <laughs> what what yes. I believed like uh, I am in my echo chamber a lot more than I thought I was but yeah. at the same time I'm just like Peter Thiel Peter Thiel who the fuck is Peter Thiel like mm-hmm. come on and well, it was, well that, it was I feel like that whatever. happens I think that happens a lot now, more nowadays you like like honestly we're like uh like lex friedman I, I think i've said this before but like there's these people on the internet that they'll have like huge followings and you'll have no idea they exist until like they kind of pop up on whatever you listen to or you see them yeah. kind of online in our circles or you start seeing like uh like michael malice went on like three of his episodes or whatever and i was like who the fuck is lex friedman dude right and go to his like youtube channel has got like almost a million subscribers i'm like who is this fucking guy yeah well it makes you realize how small the world is right or how big the world is yeah it's like it's like damn there's a lot of fucking people in this bitch (laughs) like there's a lot of motherfuckers in this bitch yeah and dude i kind of think like lex friedman is the like the gatekeeper of podcast dude 
dude, I stopped liking him after like all that shit came. I'm not liking him. I stopped listening to him when he had that one episode when he just talked about love the entire time. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, he's all about love. Uh, uh, you're uh, you're a fucking robot. Stay a robot. Like, I don't want you to be I want you to be a Russian fucking robot. Stop being this love shit. And it, yeah. it was one episode and it was with um, what's his fucking face? The doctor that he always had on that was like his good friend um that runs the dark dark horse podcast or dark oh uh the weinstein or yeah the weinstein and it was him and they were they, i mean they had a great conversation and it was just like yeah but it's out of love or and then i think he was talking about it with malice too and that's where i've kind of got weirded out by malice so i was like there's some weird shit going on here and then like three weeks after that was when he was named in the same paper as the uh wear your mask and you know do you remember that when he got named in that paper, like he was a editor or a per- person that went along with something that was approved by the WEF, the World Economic Forum, about the mask mandates and things like that. And he was in the paper as well. And all the libertarians were like, fuck Lex Friedman. And I was I wasn't really fuck Lex Friedman. I was just like, oh, that's fucking weird. And then everybody wanted Michael Malice to speak on it. Yeah. It was weird. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like all these people got to, they got to have, there's some ties that we don't know about to a lot of these people. Well, I would say Lex is like the gatekeeper because he he definitely has on more radical thinking people or more. And he mainly focuses a lot on like science and health and other things like that. And he'll dive into like theory and history and he brings on people all the time. But you know he'll have on like i think he just did oh, i can never remember this dude's name but like safe safe oh, i'm so horrible he wrote the bitcoin standard do it. Do and, it. and the do fiat it. standard i don't know his name I, I can't pronounce it but uh <laughs> very he's in fucking austrian economics uh big dude big bitcoin guy and um yeah, yeah. and he's he's really good at explaining it well like came from the austrian school and everything with Ludwig von mises and so it's like our shit and he's and he's really interesting and he makes very good cases but lex will have on like him but then i'll have on like paul krugman who's like yeah. the um what's the terrible the, economic system called well he's the he's Keynesian. the gold bug guy yeah he's the, the... Key, yeah and yeah it's like attached to the big banks and um but then but then like lex has on we'll have on like michael malice who's like you know pretty radical anarchist right but then we'll have on like the ceo of pfizer and yeah so it's like the even these people from like the more i would say establishment class the more politically connected class he can even have those gone they feel comfortable enough and i you know lex is and that's weird Lex is not. That's very weird because Lex is nobody. Yeah, that was, that's why. That's why. That's I'm why like, it's weird. He's like the gatekeeper, dude. He's the one that's no, bringing... but he's like he's like, but he's like nobody, and he can have the CEO of Pfizer on. That's yeah. weird. That's weird. Yeah, he's only got know. a million followers. It's and weird. It was very. I was kind of excited for that interview because it was like four hours, and I listened to most. He didn't of learn it, shit. But honestly, it was I. I mean, with my approach with having the CEO of Pfizer would probably I would I would try to ask more interesting questions, but he was not very pushy with him. And yeah, and I don't I don't really 
I think that's, I mean, I think uh, Rogan gets a lot of shit for that. Dave Smith gets a lot of shit for that. Like, I don't feel like you can, I don't feel like you can always, uh, I don't feel like pushing is always the right decision, especially if that's not your, that's not your style in the podcast. Like that's like, I'd be kind of pushy if we had somebody on ours, but that's because that's kind of like our, our, our nature in general is we're kind of pushy. Like we'll yeah. kind of challenge people on shit, but not like not really challenge them, but we kind of push into things or like, no, nah, dude, that's fucking funny. Like, I don't care. Like, that's funny. You know what I mean? Or any of those things. So I feel like we'd ask a little bit more, but you don't want to have a fight. And then that person not go on and that person leave the podcast yeah. halfway through. <clears throat> like you'd have, you have to, you know, gauge it, but I don't really yeah. expect them to ask more. Yeah dig questions but i do expect the base overall what would you say to these people saying that this vaccine is going to give you AIDS? yeah or like what why, why can't Dude. we look at the you know all that classified stuff that you're not going to release for like 50 years like why can't we look at that when you want isn't the public that, to be able to listen isn't that sketchy exactly sketchy. exactly yeah well Speaking of the AIDS thing, the reason why I brought it up, did I mean Cole sent it to the group, I think, but it was the uh the DOD is um requiring all defense personnel to uh get a AIDS, like the AIDS test. Do you remember seeing that? Uh yeah, I think I, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think Cole sent it to us in in our in our group chat on Twitter. Um that's wild. That's wild. And there's people on that status. Like we always, we got checked for AIDS every year and it's like, no, no, we fucking didn't. No, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't get checked for AIDS every year. And it's the entire DOD. It's not, it was the, it was the army that was doing it or that we heard about it from like they, or somebody got some information saying that they're requiring it, but then, uh, all right. So here it is. It's, uh, Jason storm Nelson. He was the one that said it said the U.S. Army has ordered a full retest review and review of all soldiers for HIV and sickle cell. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen every year. And whoever says that it does is lying. But there was people saying it way back when, and I used to joke about it when all the COVID shit came out. And then we found out that it was, I don't know the exact research or whatever the proper terms for this, but they were saying that it, the only way they created the vaccine was using HIV. Um, they had to use something from HIV and people were like, you're going to get HIV from this fucking vaccine eventually. And it'd be fucking wild if people start popping from HIV. And I think, I think the study or the, the most recent data states that we've seen an, an increase that is uh, more than what it has been in HIV this year, which is wild interesting stuff dude maybe well maybe there's just more gays dude (laughs) (laughs) but i i don't know man and i mean mean, it's not the first time that the military kind of basically medically experiments on troops i mean we had like the anthrax vaccine which you know there's a lot of controversy around that and there was some weird side effects that came out of it that wasn't really covered um and and then now they're pushing this vaccine and as far as I know, they have to get boosters. 
and like keep up with it and everything. And I think, and like, I don't know. I don't know how they made this vaccine and I don't know if it gives you AIDS, but you know what? I just know that what they promised in the beginning is not what was sold to us. That it was oh, we told you were not going to be able to get the, get uh, COVID if you get vaccinated and uh, uh, getting the booster is better than natural immunity. When that turned out to, that's all turned out to be false and you can still contract COVID. I mean, it's still, it's still happening today. It's like once every, like once every two weeks, it's some like high political or connected. Bill Olympic. Gates. Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill, Bill Gates, Gates got it. Just got COVID and Kamala Harris had it like a couple weeks ago. Wasn't, wasn't he just on a big interview too recently saying that, well, we didn't really know at the time that you would mm-hmm. still be able to contract it or something like that. He was just talking about it a few weeks ago. It was the day that uh, the, uh, the Pfizer papers came out, all Pfizer's papers on like the first set of Pfizer papers that'll come out over the next 50 fucking years. Um, it was the first paper that, or not the first one, but it was a paper that came out and showed that now within the last, like, I don't know, six, seven months, eight months that more, the people that are getting COVID the most are the ones that are vaccinated than the ones that are unvaccinated. And my first, my first thing in my head was like, that's because all the unvaccinated died because <laughs> it would be yeah. funny. And I yeah. knew that was going to be the first argument, but it's like, dude, I know a shit ton of people right now that are unvaccinated working yeah. every day, just fine. And still, and a lot of them that still haven't gotten COVID. Yeah, dude. It's like, like 60 something, like 64, 65% of America's vaccinated. That leaves like 45% of the country. That's like almost close to half or 35%. Sorry, I did math wrong. But that's like well over 100 million Americans are unvaccinated. Like that's that's pretty significant after, after all the fucking propaganda, the lockdowns, all the push for it on TV. I mean, it was all over the TV, all over sports, every sitcom yep. commercial. They even and made it still rest- is. And they even made references in the show. The news pushed it. All the late night shows. Um, it was all over Facebook, all over Twitter. Uh, I mean, Twitter made your one of your priority. It was so annoying. And it's still kind of yeah. there. But it was like COVID news, COVID news. And, you know, a lot of times uh, the COVID news that they were suggesting you was from like the CDC, the, yeah. the mainstream. And they were all like wrong like wrong on big things on big things. how much how much of california do you think is vaccinated population wise or percent wise uh you know what i'm gonna say 70 percent. 72.7 Ooh. okay texas okay. texas i'm gonna say 50 percent 62 percent 62 percent of texans yeah. damn texas. new york oh new york i'm gonna say 80 bro <laughs> 77 percent florida oh florida's got dude i'm gonna guess 40 40 percent 68 percent wow okay a lot of old people in florida a lot of old that's true that is true um let's see see what other ones are surprising look at what's all right who do you think who do you think the lowest is dude the lowest i'm gonna guess with like south dakota North Mariana Island. No, no, I'm just kidding. 
Uh, it looks like Wyoming is sitting at 50%. I'm not seeing anybody lower than that. Wyoming is literally 50.1%. Yeah, I, I, I wonder thought if it I would can... be one of those states up there that don't have a lot of people in their state. Yeah. All right, so who, who do you think the most vaccinated is? Oh, I'm a guess like is DC on there? Because I would pick DC. No, DC is not on there. No. Oh, DC is on there. I lied. But it's not DC. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, really? Uh, Massachusetts. I don't know. Uh, Massachusetts would be fourth if it wasn't for Puerto Rico and Guam. Puerto Rico is number one, 83.2%. Guam is at 82.8%. And number one, that's an actual state, at 82.9%, 877,000 people, which shows how fucking small it is, is Rhode Island. Rhode Island, Mm. of the states, well, of everything, it's Puerto Rico, Rhode Island, Guam, Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts. Of the states, it would be Rhode Island, Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, D.C., DC would be like sixth and then Hawaii. Hawaii is at 78. New York's at 76.9 Maryland. Um, let's see where Arizona is at. Where's fucking Arizona? Arizona is just above, just above Texas at 62.6 where Texas is at 62.4. And then Wyoming, it goes Wyoming, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. You know, so as cool as it is that Wyoming, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana are at the bottom of the vaccination rates, it doesn't stand the test of who the most intelligent people are in the in the nation. Like, a lot of people get a lot of shit for coming from Alabama, <laughs> Mississippi, uh, Louisiana, yeah. and... Um, you know, while they may, it goes to show that curve, right? Like, but I guess the curve also doesn't make sense. You know, that curve where it's like the idiot on one side, the fucking intellectual yeah. on the other, and then yeah. the normies in the middle. Um, this curve doesn't really work out that way, right? Like, it, I guess Wyoming being on, maybe Wyoming's an intelligent state. I don't know where they rank compared to this normal United States standards of education. But I know Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi are one of the lowest and the highest are New York and, you know, fucking Massachusetts, Maine. Like they're pretty high up there on the normal standards for education. And uh, it's it's not quite the the same, right? It's the working class and the PhDs that didn't want to get the vaccine or at least were more hesitant. And it's all the bachelor degrees and uh yeah i bet you if we looked at like the uh the education level it would show the same thing like it'd yeah, be that curve uh, yeah that's what it is i've seen it um it's the high school graduates and dropouts that didn't yeah. get the vaccine and then the phds people with doctorates yeah. that didn't get the vaccine 
that are the, the two least likely that we're, damn are we are we are we high the, school graduates and dropouts yes dude we're the dumb that kind of sucks at the dude. bottom dude kind of sucks <laughs> we're we're i'm trying we're, to make fun of alabama mississippi right now and i'm those, figuring those out are alabama or mississippi those are our people luke <laughs> i know i know we joined the marine corps it was like that video of the the special ed kid that flipped his milk carton that i sent you yesterday did you see yeah. that yeah yeah and he was just like ah! because it got caught on camera that's us that guy's a future marine yeah that that dude dude i mean when i when i was recruiting uh i was on recruiter's assistance so i got to go to a like, fucking giant piece of shit you human trafficking motherfucking ass bitch yeah dude and i was i was trying to get some more victims to send in the machine so you could get promoted how dare you yeah that's all i wanted dude i just wanted another i just wanted a, a raise that's all i wanted um but the most interested people <laughs> that came up to me <laughs> were mentally impaired children in high school where nice well like there was one that was like in shape dude and i was like oh this guy could be you know possible possible possibility of a victim here so i went over and talked to my pimp and he was like he was like why are you talking to that kid i was like well he seemed interested in the marine corps and he's like he's retarded stop talking to him i'm like oh he's got retard strength bro what are you talking about (laughs) You're like, you realize that we're both in this fucking thing, right, bro? Like, yeah, you and I are well, already in. We're both retarded. Oh, that's something I was thinking about, dude. So, you know how, so th- it, they kind of got rid of it because the military has been downsizing and we got in during the time that they were downsizing. Yeah. And it, we would always hear stories from like people that have been in like 10 or 12 years, whatever, like, oh, when I was joined, um, you know, my buddy, his options were go to jail for five years or join the military. And yeah. he joined the military and he didn't have to go to jail or anything. And his his, his uh, record was cleaned and everything. And when we were joining, that's like not that was not an option. Like, no, I didn't. Not really, at all. I didn't. I heard that like judges still around the country would offer that as a alternative. But like all recruiters would not accept that they'd be like yeah you're we're not letting this fucking dude that just vandalized his house come into our marine corps or whatever and it was mainly yeah. because like probably when the war was ramping up they wanted anybody and everybody they could yeah and the war was kind of dying down we were in but i'm kind of start. i could see that 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 will come back dude i mean 100 if we go to war with any sort of conventional war with russia a lot more than that is going to come back but you just see you just see a you just see a judge up there like oh you're not vaccinated motherfucker you're not <laughs> vaccinated motherfucker yeah bet bitch you're going to the marine yeah. corps we, you're going to so get exactly, yourself vaccinated yeah dude we're going to be facing that uh you're, the ministry you're, of you're, truth chick <laughs> you you said faggot on Facebook? What do you think this is? You said in 2009. 2002? You think this is 2002? What is this? You going you going straight to the Marine Corps, boy. You going Dude, straight to look, the Marine Corps. I should because I created my Twitter in like 2012. I should go look at what I was tweeting when I was 18, dude. I bet it's nothing good. Dude, I went I went and looked I went and looked like a while back when I was when we started to do this. <clears throat> And uh, I did not like what I saw. 
I did not <laughs> like what I saw. And it wasn't because it wasn't because I like said some like fucked up shit. I did have uh uh rap lyrics in there a few times. Let's go. And dude. I was just like, I was like, mm, I don't want to get popped because I fucking uh put a kid cuddy song, uh like posted a kid cuddy song out there. You... And then somebody's like, No, oh, yeah, it definitely said nigga. It definitely <laughs> said nigga. You're you but I'm like what in 2012. I, I, I know. I was like, I don't, I don't want that on there. I don't want that. Well, I don't want to get popped. I don't want to get popped on Twitter. I don't want to lose my Twitter for that is what I did. So I went back and cleaned it up, but that's not even what I was um, embarrassed about. What I was embarrassed about of how much of a bitch I was the first or like the first two years I was on Twitter, I said some stupid, I was a stupid ass kid. I was a stupid ass kid. You know, when you made your Twitter, like what year it was? I think I made it. Uh, I'll tell you real quick. I I think it was uh, like my junior year. So that would have been like 2010, 2011. Um, let's see what it says. 2011. Joined October 2011. So like right around my birthday. Tweeted some stupid ass shit. Stupid ass shit. Just like dramatic. I can't, I can't say that I don't have a flair for the dramatic. I think I lost a lot of that. I think I lost a lot of my, Emotion, uh, yeah, You've yeah lost all I think I don't, in the military. I think, yeah, I was going to say like, like you can definitely see a switch. <laughs> like when I went You're back like, that far, like you could definitely see a switch where I was like, this kid's a fucking pussy. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm deleting all this shit. I deleted like, I don't know, 150 posts, bro. Like I was like, no, nah, <laughs> this is all going. I deleted like two years. Like my Twitter is on 2011. The first thing you see is like 2015, bro. Like <laughs> I deleted like three and a half years of fucking drama filled bullshit that it was just me and my feels. And I was like, I have. 10 followers on here i'm gonna tweet it out like that's what it was dude i yeah i i, I probably just said like when do you think uh, yours was mine was 2012 i just looked march was. 2012 so it was like the month i enlisted in the marine corps dude so i don't even <laughs> i don't even want to look oh at jesus it. yeah dude i probably let's see, like let's see how far i can go back by the time this podcast is over on your twitter well i think there's an easier way to do it I don't know if there is. I, I'm I'm already halfway through this, or not halfway through your tweets. You tweet a fucking shit ton lately. Um, oh, and congratulations, by the way. You just hit 4K on Twitter. Congrats. I know, dude. I'm moving up. I'm fucking... Can I just Google, like, at the real typo 2012? Nope, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Dude, you're Twitter. not that famous. You got 4,000 followers. I didn't mean Google. Well, I have... I just typed in on Twitter, like at the real typo, and then 2012. Wait, maybe. Oh, there might be an option. Nope. I don't know, dude. I don't know how to use this site. Neither do I. I literally just tweet. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm sure someone will find. I don't see it. I don't see a date. 2012. Because I I just typed in 2012, like on your page, because you can search tweets, you know? Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to search your. Your Twitter for the N-word typo. <laughs> Dude, it might be on there. Oh, there are no results. <laughs> there are That's... no results. Oh, God. What about fag? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No results. You're fucking green, bro. Not even faggot. What about... Yay. Hmm. 
All right. First, first tweet about gay 2020. Don't knock it till you try it. This is how I know I'm not gay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, 2000. Wait, I got one from 2015 here. Typo. Some dude. Star Wars is gay. Me. What the fuck, dude? That's so insensitive. I don't make fun of your religion. Hashtag Star Wars is life. Was it 2015, dude? How old was I? There's one like on it. (laughs) I got a like, dog. It's from it's from Liz. Lizzie J610. She liked it. I don't know who that is. I don't know. She's got this is her profile picture. There's nothing there. Oh. She's black. That's her profile picture. Well, maybe she, you know, Black Lives Matter. And then she has two tweets and zero followers. You don't even follow her. That's my wife, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. When when told my mom about Childerberg, the first question she asked me was if I'm gay. So that's why she wants me to hang out with you. You were telling that to. Freebird on Twitter. Oh, oh wow. 2013. This shit is kind of gay. Hashtag <laughs> checking in. Hashtag can't wait for Kinzer. You're a faggot, dude. <laughs> dude, I, dude, I was like 19. <laughs> Hashtag can't wait for Kinzer, boy. Dude, I was excited, bro. That's the excited. only hashtag. For can't wait for Kinzer. That's you're the only person to ever do that on Twitter. <laughs> only person ever. Because I'm original, bro. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. I'm gonna see how far I can get. I'm gonna see how far I can get. Yeah, we'll might. See. You might find some. Actually, I don't. There, I, I used it. A few 2013 times. typo. That's what it was from. 2013. Yeah, I use Twitter sometimes. But most of the time, I just retweeted shit I felt like back in the day. Yeah. I never and porn. Looked at porn. Oh, yeah. Why else would I? That's why. I but got then Instagram there. came out and you had another pregame. Yeah. I mean, well, Instagram. I don't. Instagram was just pictures. And Twitter was like, I don't care about your political views. I just care about what you look like. And that's what Instagram <laughs> provided. Yep, it did. Did a good job. Doesn't let me go past March 14th on your Twitter. It's weird. Weird. What are you doing, Typo? Who do you know on Twitter? Hmm? I don't fucking know anyone, dude. I have no connections to nothing. But again, congratulations on 4K. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, honestly, ever since uh, The Godfather, Elon Musk bought this, like, well, he didn't even buy it, but just said he was going to buy it. And started getting like the talks, like my engagement on Twitter went went up, and I know a bunch of people's did, and everyone's did, and it's like they're kind of like blocking or shadow banning, and it's like hell. We we like our our podcast page got more followers. It's still yeah it's pretty crazy. A lot more. So a lot's kind of changed on Twitter, and hell, like I kind of feel like I could have been at four thousand, you know, maybe before. And but I don't know. I, I don't know how it works. It's just kind of weird that I get more engagement now that Elon Musk is in discussion, just in discussion to buy Twitter. 
Yeah. Did you see the uh, SEC or the federal government itself is filing uh, to see? I guess he filed something a couple days later than he should have or something like that about his um, about buying Twitter. And uh, they're going to investigate him and his decision to buy Twitter on where his money is coming from. Yeah. Should be interesting. It should be interesting. I don't know if Elon's a guy that I want to mess with right now, to be honest, like as the United States government, like there's going to be, it's kind of like, it's like going after Trump, like uh, at the beginning, it's like, this isn't a good idea for you. Yeah. Like I would, I would definitely say that like Elon Musk is kind of like, you know how like the internet when Trump, like on his height, when he was becoming president, there was a lot of excitement for him. The internet was kind of going crazy. That's when like internet was kind of fun. Like 2016. That's when the memes were the best shit was going crazy. People were losing their minds on both sides. Um, And Trump like became kind of like an internet celebrity, possibly like the most famous person on the planet at that time. And, and now with him, like basically being banned, like, you know, he's still pretty famous. Everyone knows about him and, interesting what he's going to do next but elon has kind of became like that figure in the internet space like he's just yes rad like rapidly really popular a lot of people are enthusiastic about him and a lot of people are excited about him buying twitter so it's kind of like you know in my opinion it's kind of like the the people want elon and a lot of people support him what he's going to do. So it's kind of, he's kind of like, uh, you know, he has, he has a lot of popularity and a lot of people that will, I think kind of go to bat with him for him for whatever, whatever he faces with from the federal government, but federal government knocked down Trump. I mean, he got basically, uh, you know, I don't know. They fortified the election, however they want to phrase it, yeah. against Donald Trump. They got him banned off everything, and I mean he's still kind of around. And but I don't know. Now they're going after Elon, kind of like the same way, where they're trying to do anything they can. The media dunks on him, makes it seem like it's the worst thing ever that he buys Twitter and makes it more free speech. But I don't know. I don't really. I mean, don't get me wrong. They have a lot of trick up their sleeves right when Elon's like, Hey, I'm buying Twitter and making it free speech. They're like, Hey, we're actually going to make the ministry of truth. So <laughs> dude, that's just the craziest thing ever. We should have made a, I told you this right after that episode too. I was like, we need to make a ministry of truth joke every fucking week because what was the, what was the first one? What was the one from that episode two weeks ago? We made that whole fucking spiel about how oh, oh it's how them putting putting, putting people against up the against the wall. Yeah. yeah, we gotta maybe maybe I can think of one before the end of this. But we got we should um, just make TikToks, dude. Yeah, dude. Welcome to welcome just pretend to, to be her. Can we, we we dress in drag? We dress <laughs> in drag and we fucking put people up against the wall. Yeah, we 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 found your post from 2007 on MySpace. Now get a, get against yes. the wall. <laughs> yes, and we, I, I, dude, I I think it would be a real fucking hit. It'd be so fucking funny. But what, I just it, figured out how to check people's tweets from a long time ago. So 
Let's see. Uh, 2000. I think right now I'm only in 2016. But when when did you? I'll I'll just put 13 here. Let's see. Uh, 2012 is when I made it, but I don't even know if I tweeted anything that year. Okay. And all I'm getting is 2016. What's up, everyone? Let me take a second and tell you about our new sponsor, David Day. He offers a legal protection membership that gives you access to attorneys 24-7 for as little as a dollar a day. When you're pulled over, don't talk to the police. Shut the fuck up and call your attorney. When a company screws you over, don't try to call and fight them. Have your attorney write them a letter. Take action to be the man of your house and protect your family from the worst aspects of the state. Visit David's website at davidday.com backslash bullet so that he knows we sent you. Um, that website is david, D-A-V-I-D-D-D-A-Y.com backslash bullet. Uh, let him know that we sent you and uh, hope he protects everything you need out there. Dude, I think I tweeted like, I don't know, 20 times before we started this podcast. Like I never got on Twitter. Yeah, one was to fucking Kinzer. All right, two thousand. All right, you're a goddamn lying sack of shit. First tweet I can find, 2012, March 31st, at Morgan Colvis. Oh no! Hi. Don't say that name. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's my. Oh fuck. That's dude. all it says. No replies. No nothing. That's weird. Second one I see. <laughs> Is an at. Well, don't come back. The place is gross and not good. Hashtag fatty foods. You've been talking about the obesity epidemic since 2012. Typo. Yeah, Look I, at you. I was passionate. Because <laughs> I'm joining I'm joining the Marine Corps, dude, and all these fat fucks are in there. <laughs> 2012. Man, you got <laughs> you, Taylor and Morgan. That's uh that's what's on there a lot. That's what's on there a lot. That back and my- forth. That would be my girlfriend in high school, and that would be her best friend. Gotcha. Mm. And then you got uh, love watching workaholics right after work. I wish my job was like theirs. Hashtag ready to quit. That was August 9th, 2012. That would be when I was working at McDonald's. Yo, you really, you really liked McDonald's because then you tweeted again, August 10th, 2012. Work ain't too bad when you work with people you actually like and do their job. Hashtag still ready to quit. Yeah, I was mad. At Can't wait work. to be done with Mickey D's. And I think I picked a good time to go. Hashtag everybody quitting. Let's go, dude. That's, a, that's, that's massive news when you're in high school, dude. That's intense. August... August 12th, every day I get closer to the last day of work, and every day I get lazier. Hashtag almost there. Let's go, dude. You went from Mickey D's to the Marine Corps. It's not like you upgraded, bro. (laughs) (laughs) From, like, societal standards, it's an upgrade, but really, no. Oh, that's funny. That's really fucking funny. Um. Let's see, 2000. We're going to skip forward. We're going to skip forward to 2014. What are you saying in 2014? Rainy night, Noki. Oh, it's all Instagram. Instagram shares. That makes sense. We posted a lot on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did. Uh, while we were in Oki. Um, this is you on, <laughs> on March 9th, 2014. Tomorrow, 
and it's like a conversation. So it's the first, it's uh sergeant to you. Brockhouse, why are you so tired? Me, started watching 300 at 6 a.m. Sergeant, how was that? Great till I had to pause it and come here. <laughs> dude, we all got obsessed with fucking 300 at one point. We were all obsessed with that uh, shit. Dude, it's because we, uh, I, I remember this specifically because we got a speech at our, uh, one of our um, Liberty briefs. And they compared, uh, they're like, the Marines are basically the modern day Spartans. And this was like right when like <laughs> 300 came out. And uh, so then we were all like hyped to see it because they're like, they're, we're basically just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, let's see. Man, oh, man. Hashtag gone. You were fucked up. You were fucked up. You were fucked drunk, up. Dude. Yeah. Four hours of sleep yesterday, tired all day long. Now bedtime again, and I can't sleep. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad we tweet the way we do now. <laughs> I'm glad it's not about us anymore. It's about making fun of other people. Yeah. Because this is this is my this is what I literally went back, and there's probably still some because I didn't at a certain point like Twitter like doesn't let you scroll down any further. Yeah. So I'm sure I have the same shit where I'm literally just using Twitter, how everybody else uses Twitter, which how everybody else uses Twitter. That's not involved in politics or anything like that. They just use it to tweet about their day. Yeah. But then I looked back at it and I was like, this guy's a fucking pansy and just started (laughs) deleting everything. Yeah. Well, like, I think that's like kind of what Twitter was back then. Yes. Like when you saw other people's tweets, it was just them like kind of like just updating what they're doing at that moment. Like they wasn't yep. like generally, I mean, at least I didn't pay attention to Twitter nearly as much or even like, I don't even know what I looked at. Probably like music and sports. That's probably all I looked at on Twitter. Yeah. And, and absolutely. It was, but it was just people being like going to sleep now. Hashtag tired and like that would be the tweet and <laughs> yeah and hashtags were everything yeah hashtags were big when we were in high school or i mean from like the end of high school to like marine corps like hashtags were everything now you kind of i mean facebook and instagram to kind of mainly hashtags and you see them a lot too on twitter when you want something to trend but not nearly yeah. as much as like instagram where you'll click the twitter read. evolved though right like twitter evolved and now to trend it just has to be mentioned in the tweet it yeah. doesn't have to be hashtagged anymore yeah, yeah where everything else is still a hashtag and you know and so i i bring that up because it's kind of interesting how that's changed because twitter was like the invention of hashtags because that's the only way that you could get your topic trending or you know and it was like the invention of hashtags were for Twitter and then Instagram finally got it and Instagram took over. Cause I think it works better with Instagram. You're not saying a whole lot on Instagram. You're capturing a moment in time with some picture and then you're giving a brief explanation or I, I just don't think Instagram works well with long explanations. And I mean, shit, our account finally got banned and we didn't post almost any captions um but most of our friends had been you know deleted multiple times by the time we fucking finally got deleted so it's kind of interesting how it's changed and how twitter has become dude it's 
it, it feels the same scrolling down Twitter at certain points of the day feels the same as scrolling down CNN, like news page. Yeah. 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 It, and it's like that. I uh, Especially once you follow certain people, like once well, you follow some of those big yeah. sites or, or some, some journalists that you enjoy, like there's some freelance journalists out there that you do enjoy. You just get, you get a lot of fucking new, you can grab a lot of fucking news from Twitter. Yeah, and well, that's why I think Twitter is probably. I think like how I look at it is like Twitter's the fastest for like getting information out there, and that's why you'll see almost everything on Twitter first. Now, it's not yes. to say that you won't see the same shit from Twitter on Facebook or Instagram, but usually Twitter's the fastest, and then then it leaks over to like probably Instagram, <coughs> and then Facebook. But Facebook is like just boomers, dude. It's just like it I is. don't know. Facebook bad. Like I, I don't even post on Facebook. I still have one, but I hardly use it anymore. But, um, uh, yeah. And oh, dude, we're also we're also in that like weird cuss, the weird time where before the, it was not called the hashtag before. It was called the pound sign when we were growing. Oh yeah, up. yeah. Like, growing you know, up, it was pounds. It you, was always getting into gates sign. or anything like that. It's pound this or. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, most people nowadays, I mean, I just refer to also as the hashtag, like the hashtag symbol, because that's what everyone refers it to now. It depends on, it depends on what I'm referencing every time I, yeah, if I'm referencing a gate code, it's pound pound 2359 or something like that, you know, hit that. Or if I'm talking on a phone or something like that, and I have to hit the pound key, I hit pound, but the only time I refer to it as a hashtag is on social media. Yeah. That's- and I don't know if that's just a me thing, but like, that's generally how, that's how I think of it. Like, it's the same thing it, to me. It's a pound sign, but on like any of those things, if you say pound fucking whatever, it doesn't sound right. So if I'm talking about hashtags, I'll say a hashtag, but I'm not yeah. going to say it's, it's pound uh, no fucks given this weekend or whatever, you know? can't wait for kinzer i'm not gonna say pound can't wait for kinzer it doesn't sound like (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's like you it's just as weird to be like what's the gate code oh it's a hashtag zero two three one like that's that's a lie because that's what they do now i know that's what they do i'm just saying it's weird for us to hear it it's weird to hear it i got i got one more i got one more tweet and it's incriminating typo it's incriminating all right what year i got one more 2016 may 31st oh well that arguments with my black friend hashtag it's not racist and it's a screenshot of your text message and (laughs) what is it i'm guessing i'm guessing it's from nick yeah 100 the first thing is it's red and it's from him and it says kunta kente And then your text back is Toby. And then his is all caps. Kunta Kente. And your next text back typo. You're going to get deleted off of Twitter because you say Toby with an exclamation point. Two chains and a banana. You racist. (laughs) Racist. You racist. I I can't believe that, dude. Could you imagine? All right, so like, let's think about. Dude, this I would real. get, I would get you, fucking banned. If I wouldn't had, even consider posting that if, nowadays. If we had, if we had any, oh, I would, I would post that exact conversation today. 
if we had any type of following, I'm going to retweet it actually. You right son now. Of a bitch. Did I tag? <laughs> did I tag Nick in it at least? No, he didn't have a Twitter. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna laugh when it's another black friend. <laughs> it's probably from you, dude. It's probably you, dog. Dude, I bet you I could I could look for our tweets and it might be me. It might be me. Um, but no, like, could you could. Could you imagine? I just I just retweeted it, so you'll probably get a fucking notification about it. But um, when could you imagine if we had any sort of like real platform? Like, let's say we had, you know, you and me both had a couple million followers. Our fucking uh, Twitter page, our like actual biting the bullet podcast page, had fucking I don't know two million ours combined. You know. It's yeah. like our podcast is really big and shit like that. How much shit would you and I get in trouble for? <laughs> Dude, okay, I was gonna say like I don't, I don't think they'd let us at, at this point in in, this, in time. I don't think they'd let us get that big. But if we were, right, so so how we big were. how big do you think we could get before we start getting catching some allegations? How big do you think we could get? Well, I don't think we'll last. I don't think we'll last very long on YouTube if we get over a thousand subscribers. I don't think YouTube will let us. Like, I honestly believe that. Like, not honestly. It won't even be like. Like once we start drawing ad revenue from YouTube, they're just like, nah. Well, they'll definitely won't let us monetize. I guarantee that. So they probably won't even put ads on YouTube for us because they don't want to be associated with what we have to say. Um, I don't know on Twitter. Well, I don't know if, if barring Twitter doesn't change the current owner or goes private with Elon. I don't know. I, I'm guessing maybe 20. I don't know, dude. I think Twitter, we could probably get pretty big and we could. And because I think there's some people that are a little bit like have more radical opinions and say things and get. I mean, Reed Coverdale kind of tweets some pretty right. savage. How, shit, but he how long until. All right, yeah, but we've said some more fucked up shit than Reed. Reed is pretty clean in his tweets. Like, he's not, he's savage. He's savage. Don't get me wrong. He's fucking savage. And being on his show, that dude is a straight up fuck. And when he came on our show, straight up savage. I'm not saying that. You and I take things to a different level. We have no problem saying certain things that a lot of people won't say anymore. We usually take things to a different level, but we do it without your consent. So. <laughs> that's the problem so what i'm saying is yeah we could get gain a big following but how long until it affects our personal lives oh personal lives oh dude i mean how I long think, until it affects I, our jobs think, typo. how long think, how long do we have dude i honestly believe right now that we are one bad tweet away from being like <laughs> them figuring out where we live and or calling your boss or my boss some dude i dude i just i think that some like lefty right now if if it was if they discovered like what we said in like episode nine of our podcast they're gonna be like they could take a clip of it and then tag us and be like these people are monsters because they joked about uh in a hypothetical Wasn't that situation, our suicide episode, episode nine. Yeah, there's a suit. We we literally joke about veteran suicide and we laugh at it. 
and we dude and i told we, a guy today i told a guy today at my work i was joking but i told a guy today at my work i was like uh i i would call the cops on you like jokingly about uh i don't remember what we were talking about we were talking about something and i told him I, i'd call the cops on him and he was like oh that's all right i get out of it because it's white privilege i was like uh, oh i was like i'd call the cops on you so they'd shoot you and he was like, I'd get out of it because it's white privilege. They ain't shooting white people, like making a joke. And yeah. I was like, no, but they shoot retards a lot. And he was just like, damn, bro. <laughs> and I was like, bro, I'm in the same boat. I'm just saying I'd call the cops on you if I had to. Yeah, We're shooting you before me. Yeah, dude. But I don't know, dude. I really think that we are like one, two tweets away from fucking. Right, right. If the, the right, right person saw it, if the right person, yes. all right. So, but right now we don't have the following for the right person. What I'm saying is, what do you think is the number for the right? How, how big is the number for the right person to see the tweet? Like not like st- we're playing the statistics games. What do you, what do you think it would be for us? Is it, I don't know. is I it 5,000? Is I it 10,000? 10, okay. I think, I think it's 10,000 because like for how I see it is like 10,000 kind of separates you from. Yeah. I know quite a few accounts that have 5,000. I know quite a few accounts that have 5,000. Um, I think I'm only at 28 or something like that. I haven't even brought bought or like got over three K. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, you're I'm at four K now. Yeah. But I'm thinking like 10,000 is when like people get taken a little bit more seriously and not even like, not even like that much seriously as in like they they have actual influence they have you know a decent amount but i think i just think at that level you could possibly be ruined for saying it's a lot easier to be ruined well all right so let's let's not go to our podcast for shit that we said in our past on twitter what's the amount what what, what's the amount of people that have to follow you to be like all right i'm gonna check his old tweets and see what he said i don't know I don't know, man. What do you think? I'm guessing like ten thousand. You could, you could have the mob come for you. Ah, oh, man. I, I I kind of agree with you where it's just like one bad tweet. Yeah. And you and I are fucked. <laughs> like that's, that's what I'm saying, dude. I, I I just think that like you know whenever whenever. But do you like, think it's like that for everybody? Like, what if a what if a 50 follower account had like a really bad tweet? Like, do you think people are actually going to come for him because there's only like 50 people following him? Well, I think it's or like. Do you okay. think those 50 people, even if all 50 of them t- retweeted yeah. it, it's not going to be that big of a deal because nobody else is going to see yeah. it? Yeah. For sure. It would it would have to be a tweet that picks up or like an account, a big account sees it. They think it's funny or agree with it, whatever. Right. Whatever and what I'm saying is like, let's say all 50 people tweeted it and they're all lower accounts because they're following a 50 tweet account. So it's probably a personal relationship. Right. So they probably generally agree. And they and like the people that they follow generally agree and that yeah. they could only get away with it in this situation they're where it's on Twitter chamber. and kind of. an Yeah, they're in their echo chamber. So they could kind of get away with it. Like I was trying to think of like, what number is the number where you kind of broken out of your echo chamber? I think, I think 10 K 10 K is probably a, probably a good number to say that you have people following you because they hate you. You know what I mean? Like you got, you have enough, there's people following you right now because you had something that said something and people want to nitpick everything that you have. But I, I would, 
I would probably guess 20K is where you really have people, like you probably don't have a lot at 10K. You probably don't have a lot of, like you can get 10K people in the entire world to follow you and they generally agree with your ideology. But 20K people where you say the, like where us, like we say some outlandish shit sometimes and have no word saying, no, no problem saying some of the things that are very against PC culture. Um, I think, I think 20 K is where we would, we would start to feel some pushback and then like, we'd feel that pushback. And as long as we push through it, we probably, we probably could. I'm not saying that this is ever going to happen. I don't know if I'll ever have 20 K followers. I'm not saying that's even a possibility. I'm just saying like, if we made it there, if we push through it a little bit, I think we could jump up to like 80 K followers and then we'd be a problem. And then we'd have some kind of problem where it's like, all right, this is affecting. And if we were still working our jobs and shit like that, then it would be like, all right, we could, we might have a problem with our jobs. We might have some, some shit going down because 80 K people, I don't know, 80, I don't know, 80 K people in my life. I don't know if I could have 80 K people dissect, dissecting my fucking tweets over my entire life. And then fucking what 150 plus episodes of this show and yeah. uh not get in trouble for any of it yeah i don't yeah i don't know we should ask uh M- melissa from e militia mm-hmm. because she had i mean this was before we were even kind of podcasting or anything but she got like said something about chris kyle and had 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 some death threats at her job apparently before and but yeah and Oh, did you know Melissa has no legs? Did you know that? I, don't, I saw you say something about that. What the fuck yeah. is that about? Dude, so Melissa from the E-Militia was actually an Afghan uh, veteran. And when she was in Afghanistan, she stepped on an IED. And now she she has no legs, dude. She She's just rolling around all the time now. Like, she doesn't... I don't know, dude. She was talking about it on Twitter about how she has no legs. And now I tell everyone that she has no legs. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. There's no fucking way. I swear, dude. She was, she posted about how she, she was she joking? She's joking. I don't know, dude. I don't ask questions. I take everything on Twitter seriously. Oh my God. You're a fucking bitch. (laughs) I thought you were serious. I was like, there's no fucking way in hell. There's no fucking way in hell that she is posted true. that on Twitter and I took it literally and I haven't let it go. So I'm just who's the know. who's the other female vet that you gave shit to this week? It's a, like a Hispanic black woman, I don't know, senator so and so. Uh, I don't know, dude. I give a lot of shit to a lot of. I'm like the reply guy for like four politicians, so I don't, I don't know. Do you, do you know who I'm talking about? She's the the senator of uh, fuck. I don't remember where she's from, but she was a Black Hawk helicopter pilot. Um, she you, you just reply guy to her this week, and oh, I don't, I don't I, know, dude. Honestly, I don't remember I, what you said about it. I don't her. remember half my tweets, but I follow every like representative and senator from Illinois, and I'm always replying to their bullshit because it was so it's so weird and interesting about Twitter sometimes is like these accounts will be like verified and they'll have a significant more follower than me, 
but their engagement is so low. Like, yo, what's up with, yo, what's up with Lori Lightfoot? Why, why was she dressed like that? Well, why does she like, look like ro- like a black Robin Hood, like Robin? Well, that, from dude, Batman. that was her. So that was her superhero costume on Halloween during the lockdowns and COVID, and mm-hmm. her costume was like the COVID destroyer or something. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, I'm not joking about this. She dressed up like a fucking superhero. This is the leader of your city. This is who's bringing you out of this hard time during the pandemic. And she's dressed like a fucking like (laughs) rip off black Martin bootleg Robin. And she's, you know, I don't know if it's for kids or what it's for, but I wouldn't let that thing near my children. And (laughs) like, I don't know, dude, she, she, she dressed up recently, like Pete, Pete, shared this and like this is a couple like maybe a month ago i think it was during saint patrick's day and she was in like a kilt and dressed up in like this irish costume dude she's a clown like she literally like like we're we're going away from like having i think like maybe maybe it's i don't know what it is but we i think there might have been a time where at least we we were all fell for the illusion and at least we th- saw these politicians as like great responsible formal but they like a lot of times i felt like politicians could actually like say something and grasp your opinion and like kind of get you motivated a little bit now we have politicians like lori lightfoot it's like what is she <laughs> what is she doing like what you're the mayor of the city like please help us like i don't know like I don't know. It's just she's in, like clearly a disgusting, corrupt piece of shit. And I don't know. I don't know what else to say about her. She's terrible. And she like called for arms, dude. Did you see that tweet? No. Lori Lightfoot called like in her tweet. This she's like, this is a call to arms. And it was about the overturn of Roe versus Wade. And oh wow. And she's a like, woman? That's a woman? <laughs> Yeah, she's a she's a proud I thought it black was a thing, lesbian bro. dude, and she like cheats on her spouse all the time. Oh, does she? Does she? It's like Brittany Griner. Wait, did you did you hear? I don't know if you heard last night on the Suns game. I don't know if you lost it or watched it, but uh, this just talking about proud black lesbians. Um, Brittany Griner has been extended thirty days in Russian prison. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And I don't care. You. you you beat your wife, you uh, go to Russian prison. Straight yeah. to jail. Yeah. Yeah. She, I don't know what it is. Even, even the women's sports <laughs> athletes in this country have a bit of a domestic abuse problem. It's the, it's the, the black ones. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. The white dudes, the white dudes just, in the NFL got some fucking domestic issues yeah. too. They're basically cops, but I couldn't pass up the joke. Yeah, I I mean they aren't yeah. sending their best. They're not sending <laughs> their best guys. I mean, fucking, I mean it's all the time. Like an NFL player will get in trouble, and it's like, oh, we suspended him for like six games, and then they're back on the field. Like they could like, like murder a guy in their like back Ray the Rice beating the fuck yeah. out of his wife in the elevator. That was yeah. all right. So, but he was a I'm Hall of Famer. Preface this, okay? Ray Rice should have been a Hall of... He would have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't get fucking ejected from the league. That dude was a little monster. But the force that he hit that woman with looked like a cartoon. It was funny to watch, not because he hit a woman. It was funny to watch because it didn't look real. 
Like yeah. the amount of power he hit that little person with inside a small confined space did not look we- real. It didn't look real. Dude, the the like the video came out and like I didn't believe it at first. It was like there's no way. Like there's just like I don't know. I was like this is just can't be real. Like a player just like tossing this woman through the elevator like it's nothing and this is just all on camera and we see it like how is this possible yeah. and like why would you think that that was okay and that you could get away with it and why would you do it right? in the elevator why would you yeah. do it in the elevator like dude and the best part was it wasn't even like the elevator camera it was the elevator lobby camera so we hit her before the doors hit, shut yeah. and then there was there was obviously one inside the camera but or inside the elevator but the the one that i remember is like outside the elevator like looking into the elevator from the lobby area and he's yeah. just like we yeah dude it's so crazy it's so crazy what these play like what the dark history of a lot of these players and it's yeah it's like ray lewis ray lewis is another one um yeah, ray lewis Brittany Brittany griner beat the shit out of her girlfriend i don't care that she's in russian prison uh don't bring drugs into another country i don't know i don't like i said i don't, I don't really give a shit about like drugs drugs yeah well it was it was weed it was a weed pen it was cartridges from for a weed pen that's what oh, it was that's what it was damn yeah so which is she's not allowed to smoke in the wnba either so really I whatever i don't i don't think well unless they changed it recently i know the nba and the wnba didn't allow anybody to have anybody to smoke weed um obviously the wnba the nba doesn't and if the w or if the nba doesn't then the wnba basically follows all the same rules as the nba but uh yeah i don't know i think it's i i just there's people that are like wishing for a safe return and it's not like i do i don't think she deserves to rot in a fucking gulag of a prison for the rest of her life but i really like not one to you know beat on somebody smaller than me like i just that's just not me and when you do you go to fucking jail like yeah yeah well it's like uh if it yeah it's because of fucking weed and that's a stupid fucking reason but she picked literally the worst time ever like you are a ginormous black woman from the united states playing in the russian basketball association yeah and it's like right when russia goes and decides to invade the ukraine like it was bad timing bad fucking timing and and like so like in like the woke kind of thinking like britney grinder is like she's a black woman strong athlete like this is what kind of professional person, athlete. Yeah. Yeah. We're tr- this is someone that they're trying to like prop up and, and yeah. kind of, envy, this is right? an emulator and yeah. And so it's, you know, just kind of funny that Russia decides to fuck with this black chick yeah. and, and during, you know, what's going on. Cause it's kind and, of like, you know, like they could just like let her go and eh, get the fuck out of here. We don't want you back. Go back to your country. We don't want your kind here. Go back to your country and do your drugs. Yeah. Get out of here. And they could easily do that. But, you know, it's kind of like just kind of like a fuck you. Like, no, you can't come <laughs> to our country and do what you want, you American. 
you can't do that. You, can't do whatever <laughs> you were about you want. to say something else. You son no, that's what I was serious. What I was gonna say. <laughs> um, I was gonna say yeah. like hashtag banana chains or. <laughs> <laughs> That was 2013 typo. That was 16, um, dude. I've changed. Whatever. <laughs> I gave you the benefit of the doubt. I gave you 13. Um, no, I, I I agree. Like I don't I don't give a shit about Brittany Griner. Uh, the Sun started their or the the Mercury started their season uh, last week. I think um, two weeks from when people will be hearing this. So they, I mean, they've been getting wrecked, but gives a shit i i want i i like i love basketball i love basketball the mercury have always been a big part of my life because my parents love to watch the games and things like that but like i'm should she go to jail for you know having weed cartridges no absolutely not but she didn't go to jail for beating the shit out of her wife so you know like you know six months at a russian jail serves three years for being in a a united states jail for beating your wife you know it's like it's kind of like oj simpson like yeah got like it's kind of a consensus like i don't know but it's kind of a consensus that he did it right yeah and he kind of wrote a book about it like (laughs) and that's kind of fucked up dude (laughs) but you know he didn't get in trouble for that and it was like 15 or 10 years later and he gets in trouble for like armed burglary and they maxed out all of his punishment as much as they could and threw right. him in jail. And I think he was in there for like 15 years or something like that. Um, and they kind of blew it out of proportion. They set his trial date on the same day he was acquitted, which is, I mean, it's obvious what they're doing, right? It's obvious that it's like, you're not on trial. You're, you're not on trial for this burglary. You're on trial because you got away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> And now he's like one of the best Twitter accounts to follow. Oh yeah, dude. I listened to all of his fantasy football advice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, dude. I don't know. It's just, I think we, this kind of like goes, this has kind of been my theme, I guess, for the last few weeks or few months, I guess. It's just a weird fucking time. Like I get that everybody has like their weird shit to deal with over their entire lives. But it feels weird. Like everything feels off. Like this is, we're talking about a WNBA star that is locked up in a Russian prison while Russia is going after the Ukraine, while the United States just got paused on sending $40 billion to the Ukraine for munitions because Rand Paul just said, no, we're not going to do it. I don't quite understand how he has the power to nullify the whole thing i didn't know they needed like a unanimous vote or what or if he was like the decision maker or what but i i I didn't really read into it that much but the fact that he paused it in any case is fucking amazing but there's just and we just got out of a two-year fucking pandemic that might cause or the vaccination for it might cause fucking hiv or a higher rate of death if you get the fucking virus like and the virus itself it's going to come out that it was originally found in Wuhan and has basically been certified that it was found in Wuhan based on the United. Like there's just a lot of shit going on and it feels super fucking weird. Just being like, 
well, I'm going to get drunk with my best friend every Friday yeah. night, and we're going to talk about the weird shit that's going on. If, and half the yeah. time, we're joking about fucking kids doing cocaine to eliminate the obesity <laughs> epidemic, or on how much, like, it's hilarious to joke about cops killing your friend because he's kind of retarded, and they have a high rate of killing retarded people. Like, it's just a weird time to be alive, yeah. and I don't think people realize, like, the dichotomies that have been formed and like the extreme like it's like the extreme yin and yang thanks my dog just shook herself under the table and rocked the whole thing but it's like the extreme where it's like you should be extremely upset about everything that's going on and then you and i both grew up in very certain circumstances and then joined the military which gave us a very different outlook on life where we just sit here and laugh at like very dark shit and it just makes me feel weird. It makes me feel weird sometimes putting it into a perspective that's not my immediate present. Yeah. I don't know if you ever feel that way. Yeah, well, imagine, like, sitting down with yourself, like, in 2014 and being, like, Donald Trump's going to win the presidency. Uh, where he, uh, Donald Trump's going to win the presidency, beating Hillary Clinton. Um, he's going to get framed for being a Russian asset and that the Russians stole our election from us. And that's going to be, and that's going to be whatever a lot of people believe for like three years, there's going to be massive, massive political division. Like you've ever seen before in your lifetime. Then at the end of Donald Trump's pe- presidency, there's going to be a massive, a huge worldwide pandemic. And, and they're going to lock down our society. Uh, and then, and then all that, and then there's going to be a bunch of shady shit like that. There's going to be, oh, the guy, the guy in charge of the, the, the highest paid government official, the doctor, Dr. Fauci, he's also going to be partly responsible for funding a lab in Wuhan, where it just so happens that the virus first originated in, in the same city. Like, oh, also too, Barack Obama is going to fund Nazis in uh, Ukraine. And if like, you told me all that, dude, I'm like, you're fucking insane, dude. Like if you told me, it sounds like something out of a fucking horror movie. It sounds like, uh, yes, like what? Yeah, it would be like I don't know. Not a horror movie. A horror movie is the wrong term. Like a post dystopian like movie. Yeah, like a dystopian fucking United States movie. Like that's what it sounds like. But like four dystopian movies like jammed into one, and it's not even like a good storyline. It's just like what the fuck is happening like why like do you remember do you remember when when people were doing bath salts and there was like oh there's a dude (laughs) eating another human being yeah in florida on a fucking bridge and it was like oh this is a dystopian horror novel or horror like zombies is what people said yeah and because he just he got shot like eight times and didn't die and like now he like bit a person's face too yeah he was like eating a woman's face and it was like yeah. crazy. And this was like 2011, 2010. This was like while I was still in high school. Like, I remember that shit because we were joking about it. Mm-hmm. And then like the next 10 years were just insanity. Like the last 10 years have been absolutely wild, yeah. it, especially once you put it in the perspective and the context of what we know now, because while it was happening, it wasn't as crazy. That's the that's the that's the weirdest part is it was like they just kept one upping each other. It's the it's the 
the frog that's in the pot, the hot pot, you know, like they just, mm-hmm. if, as long as you just slowly rise the temperature, they'll stay in it until they boil to death. And it's the same thing where it's like, they've just upped the insanity where it's like, this is a, this is a, this is a dark night series. Like we're, we're so far in that they're on movie seven and we're watching movie three and, and Gotham city is on fire and has been for a while. And Batman has never saved it. Yeah. Yeah. dude. And then we're just the dumbasses that are like on the news or we're the fucking police chief. That's like, we need to call Batman. Like, I don't like, I don't don't know. Like, it's just, it's just funny. Like it gets to a point where it's fucking funny. Like this shit is funny at this point, the shit that they do. If it comes out, like there's legitimate pictures of Hillary Clinton drinking a fucking child's blood in a bathtub. I'd probably laugh. I'd probably laugh. And that says a lot more about me than it does Hillary Clinton, to be honest. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm just going to be straight up with you're, it. You're but, like, actually I'd probably laugh. One, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, that's hilarious. I called it. I'm like, uh, check one for Luke. And people are going to be like, you're fucking insane. Like, that's horrible. But whatever. Like, it's just gotten to a point where it's, it's what's the, like, I'm ready for the next thing. What's the next thing? It was the pandemic. Yeah. Now it's you. Well, not in this order there was obviously a whole bunch of shit before this but it's the pandemic now it's ukraine and then it was uh elon musk buying twitter and ministry of truth and it's like what's what's next like what how much crazier can this get and how can i make the joke out of it i think it's dude i think i think with donald trump i think donald trump's gonna run again and i honestly think he he's got it I think, you think DeSantis nom- doesn't do shit. You think DeSantis stays? DeSantis has said if Trump runs that he's not going to re- go for the nomination. So I feel like Trump is so out of touch with his. I think it is. I, base. I, I, before before I, I yeah I think Trump's kind of out of touch a little bit. But the thing that is the thing about what what Trump was is like Trump can be funny and he kind of knew how to talk to a crowd and knew how to talk to his base and that he. I mean, there was a large enthusiasm for him in, in 2016, and that's kind of a little out of touch. But the thing that made Trump, what I liked about Trump, is how they reacted to Trump. I mean, they Absolutely. they went crazy, and I think that's why they're going crazy right now about Elon Musk and Twitter, because Elon's yeah. already said he's going to let Trump back on. Now, if that happens, I don't know, but they're freaking out. That is yeah. a problem. And they're like, they do not want this guy back. And they think they still think he's like the worst thing ever, the end of the world. And I mean, we kind of recognize him as like he he can say base things and he can kind of move the government in a different, slightly in a different direction. But overall, it's just it was the same thing. The same old, same old. Same thing. And you know, like and like we don't necessarily see like Trump being the guy that can like you know, radically change this country into or move it just in it, just any direction other than what it's going in now. But they think of him as like the end of democracy. <laughs> like they think they, I know, it's, it's the end of it's everything. And that, yes, that reaction is just what I love. That I love watching him scramble. I love watching him freak out. And that's what makes it fun. It's not even that, like, I think Trump's going to, it's the way that they made him be like the worst enemy. And he really is going to destroy America. But like, honestly, he's like, Hey, uh, maybe we should get out of Afghanistan. <laughs> it's like not even, <laughs> Yo, like, not even right, like right. the radical, like we're going to, I'm going to roll back the federal government. He's like, 
I'm going to bring your job back. <laughs> it's, <not> even, <laughs> it's like, he's not even All crazy, right. dude. <laughs> so Trump runs 2024. Biden runs 2024. Dave Smith runs 2024. Who are you voting for? I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't even know if I'm voting. Do you, do you vote? I mean, maybe if I can figure it out and not be lazy. <laughs> Bro, there's probably like fucking 17 people in your entire town that votes for president. You're going to have one polling booth. It's going to take 10 minutes to go through. Yeah, I'm already, I think I'm already signed up. When I, I went to the DMV and they're like, do you want to sign up? For- well, you better not be living there by that time, actually. Well, that's true. So like, I don't even know because I, I don't know, dude. I mean, if I do vote, it'd probably be for Dave Smith, but. Yeah, Even if know. Trump's Trump's running, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting to hear on that podcast. Just bringing it back and around on that podcast, uh, the Patrick's fucking podcast or whatever his name is, um, when he asked who everybody voted for, and he was like, uh, "Joe Rogan voted for Joe Jorgensen," and I was like, yeah. "It's kind of interesting." I think we kind of knew that. He's probably said it and everybody else knew it before, but just to like reaffirm that that's who he voted for. Pretty. That's a pretty interesting thing. It's a pretty interesting thing that he voted for Joe Jorgensen. He voted for Gary Johnson as well. Yeah. It's that's an interesting thing because he doesn't preach libertarian ideals, but for the last two people he's preached libertarian or for last two people he's preached uh, or he's voted for libertarians. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but then they went around the and like Larry was like, I voted for Joe Jorgensen. Obviously, uh, whatever is fuck Spike. Yeah, can never remember his name. Yeah, I, I mean, so I, I would hope he voted for it because he was our VP. So I would. Yeah, hope but he... dude, during that podcast, he's like, I talked to them a total of four times. That's yeah. insane. That's, yeah, that's wild. Absolutely wild. That's interesting. And I don't know. I curtain. don't know the. I don't know the other guy on that podcast, the Patrick like Patrick's podcast, like his buddy that was off in the corner yeah, with the uh, the Jessica. Island, yeah. yeah. But he brought up amazing points. He's like, he brought up, uh, Larry Sharp brought up Shane, or I think Spike brought up Shane Hazel. And he's like, buddy, if I don't know them, they don't matter. And it's like, obviously we love Shane. We'll have Shane back on the podcast. And Shane, surprisingly to me, isn't like more of a household name because he caused the runoff in Georgia. But yeah. it makes sense. It also makes sense. Like, there's a lot of, especially on the West Coast, there's a lot of people that don't give a fuck about Georgia. Like, they're not, they don't care that there was a runoff in Georgia. Like, an average everyday, they don't even know what a runoff means. They don't even know. They don't even care. So, like, I get that guy's point. I completely understand it. And he was very right. But then Jessica Vaughn was like, I voted for Trump. And that, or I, whatever her name is, something Vaughn, maybe yeah, not even Vaughn. Okay. Um, Second guess myself there, but uh, I shouldn't, I'm a white male. I should never second guess myself Uh, anyway. So like, she was like, yeah, I voted for Trump, but it's like, it's very interesting to see in that aspect where it's like, there's a lot of people that don't give a shit about who you voted for. And those are very different people. And then Dave Smith at the very end was like, I didn't vote for any of them. And it's, and I don't know if that hurts them or helps them in the libertarian department because Spike Lee and Larry Sharp, they were very similar to me on that podcast. And Dave Smith was an outlier and uh, Jessica was an outlier. Yeah. They, they weren't the same where 
Larry Sharp and Spike Cohen seemed very similar in their ideological beliefs. And then both said that they would be willing to run for president. Well, I haven't even heard their names for president. Yeah. It, and I mean, maybe that's a me thing. Maybe that's an us thing. Yeah. I've heard Dave Smith way more, obviously, as going to run for president. But they all said generally the same thing. If there's someone better, then I would much rather them do it. Somebody more popular than I'd very, much rather them do very it. Very modest positions. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. And to be honest, I I don't know if it's just me, but I would generally think that Dave Smith is more popular than both of them combined. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody had to run, especially if what's going to happen in Reno does happen for the Mises caucus, mm-hmm. it should no doubt be Dave Smith because he has connections with Kennedy. He has connections with Joe Rogan. He has a better, I think he had a better connection with, Patrick to uh, on that podcast than any of the other guys I thought he kind of was annoyed with at certain points he seemed a little bit more annoyed with Larry Sharp he didn't really seem annoyed with Spike but Spike didn't seem to make like the connection and I feel like that's how a lot of people associate with the majority of libertarians I think a lot of libertarians in my opinion that I have met I'm either annoyed with them because they they are Oh, they're just overtly too much. You know, yeah. they're too much of the libertarian or they're forgettable. And I think Spike in a lot of ways is kind of forgettable. Not uh, not that he's a bad person, but he's just kind of there. And I think yeah. Dave Smith is the only one. And then, like I said, Jessica Vaughn, she didn't really get to talk a whole lot. They were talking very specifically about big, or uh, about libertarianism, and she's more of a Bitcoin person that's involved in libertarianism. So I'm not like hating on her at all. She just pretty much didn't talk at all. But yeah. it, it's just interesting. It was interesting to see that conversation, especially because the whole reason why it happened was because Joe Jorgensen came on there last week and very much misrepresented a large majority of the libertarian positions. Um, It was either last week or the week before, but very much misrepresented most of libertarians ideological positions. And I was just like, just even clips of it. I was just like, what the fuck? And then at the end of it, it was such a bad interview that Patrick was like, I think you should get in front of more people to be able to argue your point more because you didn't do a very good job. And from the clips that I saw, it was everything that we said about George Jorgensen was absolutely fucking true during her election campaign. Like her campaign was horrendously run when she did talk and videos were put out. She didn't sound like she knew what she was talking about or that she held a hard position one way or the other when she should have. And then she called, she straight up called Dave Smith a rapist, like at one point. Yeah. Like that was basically what she said without actually saying it. And it's like, all right, well, you were exactly, they were who we thought they were. Like it's yeah. like, yeah, fucking to the T. Like obviously, a lot of libertarians weren't very enthusiastic about, I would say libertarians specifically were not very enthusiastic about. Uh, Joe Jorgensen or Gary Johnson. And well, I think like, you know, the Libertarian Party is like, it's just this little 
it's little it's it's nothing it almost almost contributes nothing to like the political culture right it's just this it's nothing yet it's becoming something it's like building up but it's not there yet and you know like like look like the strategy before was to get like old other politicians or like milk toast libertarians that just don't toe the line or say something that could possibly get them in trouble right they don't push the limits or they're not good at i don't know reading the room really is probably the they're not really good at seizing the moment or the opportunities that they've had and you know that's the thing is like i kind of uh at least more sympathetic to like the mises caucus and like whatever dave smith and then what they're doing is because if we're going to have a libertarian party at least be good right at least be fucking really good at like talking liberty stuff and libertarianism and like against the major things we're against the wars the fed you know all that good stuff like at least if we're going to have one make it fucking good and i think that you know i think i think spike and larry actually made a good point where it's yeah they want to get someone that runs in the national and like kind of gets a message out there but they made a really good point where it's like you need to focus on like local stuff and you need to build that reputation up because no Absolutely. one's going to, no one wants to throw in these third party random guys in over who they have been voting for their last, like their whole lives, the voting base at least. So like, yeah, you got to build up that reputation and then maybe get like one fucking seat in the house or one yeah, little center. You need spot. the structure. You need yeah, the structure. And I think that's, they kept talking about like a, an infrastructure that they needed inside yeah, the Libertarian and I think Party. And it's very true. Really like, I absolutely agree with them. And I think the only thing that I, I disagreed with, with both of them, and Dave didn't even comment on it, was that, well, he commented on it briefly, but it was like, they needed somebody really popular. They had to wait for somebody really popular. That's what they, yeah. they kind of, kind of, they need to set up the infrastructure first before they can have somebody insanely popular pop up. And I, I disagree with that matter of factly. Like I, to the fucking T, I disagree with that. I think if how I've learned, and I know it's how you've learned, at least in the Marine Corps and in a couple of the jobs that we've both done together, we just got thrown to the deep end. We, mm-hmm. we did almost everything we do. We just get thrown to the deep end because we're people that are like, throw me the deep end. I'll figure it out. Like I'll sink or swim. Like we're really good at that. You and I are very similar in that aspect. It's like, fuck, even with the podcast, you, me and Jared, like, we were just like, let's just fucking go and throw it out there. Like, who cares? First one we didn't like, second one we threw up. And then, yeah, we, yeah, we, we put up just every ran with after it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, not a single one have we deleted after that. And it was like, we'll figure it out. And we figured it out. Like, I figured out the editing thing, whatever. We figured it out. And I think if they could even draw somebody strong enough to, have the popularity if they could let's say they draw joe rogan yeah yeah if somebody is involved in libertarianism and actually believes in it then you just jump in because this isn't like an ideal that you like wade into like you wade into it for a second you dip your toes in and then somebody shoves you in and you're head to toe covered in water like there's there's no there's a reason why it's like it take what's the difference between a a uh what is it uh an anarchist and a uh an anarchist 
a minarchist. It's like, what's the difference? Six months. months. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a reason, there's a reason for that. Just because like, Mm -hmm. once you, once you get to the idea of minarchism where it's like, we just need a very limited government for the most part, most people are like, but what's the problem? Like they, they try to analyze what the problem is. And the problem is the, the government, whatever kind of government it is, the problem is the government. And so you become an anarchist saying that the power that those people hold over everybody else based off of a select few that voted doesn't hold that actual power and that's why that slip is so easy and so quick once you get there but it takes a while to become a minarchist it takes a while it takes a while and there's some that like fucking jared that hold on to it that like (laughs) oh they should just control fucking you know this that or the other and if we just get to that point I think you would be very much likely that if we could just get to minarchism, it'd be a six month slip into anarchism. Like yeah, I, well, I generally I, agree. Cause it's like, all right, why are we still paying these people money? Like we know that we can do everything else. Like we figure, we just figured this out. We're all minarchists now. Like let's say the United States is like all went minarchists, like within the next six months to a year, Everybody's going to be like, all right, we don't really need these people to provide for a general defense. We don't need these people to provide for the common welfare. We can all do this ourselves inside of our communities. And if anything comes up, we'll fucking go and deal with it when it gets there. You want to talk about nuclear bombs? We have a general fund on this private, uh, this private security firm that we all ended up paying. And they're yeah. cool with yeah. getting paid that amount. To hold a nuclear bomb. So if anybody nukes us, we nuke them right back. Mutually assured destruction, just like the United States has now. So like, I don't think you would be, I think once we got to minarchism and, and that's where I agree with Larry Sharp and, and uh, Spike Cohen, where it's like, anarchy is not the way to go up front. We can't just abolish everything. I understand. I understand that. That's what I will rally for. Let's just abolish it and get rid of it because that's what I want. But yeah, I, yeah. Everything that we can get to to get to that point, if we can get to a minarchist society, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Way thousands, million times better than where we're at now. If we yeah. just get there, then I it's think, a quick and easy slide down to fucking anarchism. Yeah, I kind of think like, so like in Afghanistan, when we were kind of, you know, occupying it and propping up the Afghan government. You know, there was the president of Afghanistan, which I forgot his name, but a lot of the like people that so he was like president of it's, Afghanistan. Uh, it's Aloha snack bar. His name is Jamar and he comes from afar. <laughs> Your name is Toby. But but uh he was the president, right? But and he was in the capital, which was Kabul. But a lot of people outside Kabul, they didn't call him the president. They called him the mayor of Kabul. He's like, he's just the mayor of Kabul. And it's like, that's where I think like things will happen. How like the state, I think the state will just become like this thing over there and kind of leaves us alone because, and it it does their thing, but everyone kind of just goes on and does their thing. Like we still have one, but they're not. I I think that God, if we could just get to that point, if we could just get to that point where it's, it's just over there. Like, I don't yeah. have to deal with that. Yeah, well, I, I even, I think we were talking about this in the Discord, and 
I um uh, I said like I'm glad you're still in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, you got booted, but fucking I was talking to some because someone shared something about Thomas Massey, and I said that if we had more government of poli- or pol- more politicians that were like Thomas Massey, I'd probably still believe in democracy. And yeah, like like I would probably it's, and that's not a crazy thought. Well, I think the the reason that like the reason why like all the sides, right, left, everyone. And like everyone's becoming radicalized it's because all the crazy shit that our government's doing and everyone's yeah. like they want something else like whatever it is they want socialism communism uh some people want monarchy some people want no government you know some people like all these radical different things that people want and it's because they know that this progressive shit is just not working whatever this is this progressive liberal democracy republic whatever we're doing right now this is not working and that's why everyone's like oh this is better this is better and like everyone and it's always going maybe because we talk like online i don't really know but everyone's like you know there's like you're seeing more and more people where they're they're not oh i'm not a I, i like you know democratic socialism or you know Right. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm a minarchist, I'm, or I'm, I'm a yeah. I'm a minarchist conservative. Like yeah. no, it's I'm an anarchist. Or no, I believe in a republic. Like a, di- oh, I believe in a direct democracy. It's like the most. It's getting radical. Like everyone's becoming radicalized, and it's because the government's like fucking up so much. It's screwing everyone. It's screwing the socialists. Screwing the communists. Screwing the anarchists. Screwing the libertarians. It's screwing everyone. Like the constitutional conservative, it's screwing absolutely everyone right now. Because and it's no not it's not what they're saying it is. Yes. They're saying it's a democratic republic and it's not that anymore. And people have realized that. Yeah. And so once they realize that, they're like, well, I don't even get a say anymore. So even though I am a staunch democratic socialist, mm-hmm. I don't even have a say anymore because Trump... Yeah. Put a justice in that decided exactly. six years later or four years later, two years later, that Roe v. Wade wasn't a like it, it had too much governmental power. So I don't even have any say anymore because the government itself has too much power and can just vote somebody in or the the right wing uh, Republican light libertarian constitutionalist is like we're not even following the constitution anymore because roe v wade should be with the states in the first place and now we're allowing riots all over the city uh or all over the country because they are giving it back the power back to the states to decide that for themselves or the anarchists that we are or we're just like fuck your income taxes i shouldn't be violated for working you don't get to take my money just because i work it makes no sense it makes no sense and i think i think you're exactly right with that where it's where people are just people are done believing in that system where as long as you have the right things in your heart the right ideas in your head the majority of people will agree with you 
and the better ideas will win in a straight up vote. And maybe you take a hit, but it's not a hit that affects your life to such an impact that you're not able to live the life that you want to live anymore. And that's not what's happening anymore. It's literally every vote matters at this point. How everybody's seeing it is every vote, every vote matters because it's a vote against the other person yeah. that even disagrees the, even with the dead you. Ones count. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's gotten to the point where it's like every vote matters so much because if they vote opposite of what you vote, then you can't do what you want to do anymore. Yeah. And I you're not was- allowed or what you what you think should absolutely be allowed. Yeah. And that's the exact opposite of where a democratic republic should be, because you should be free to move about in your life successfully and to continuously grow and to you know fucking love who you want to love or any of those other things but once it became a system where they could gain your vote off of things that controlled other people's lives and it happened a long time ago i'm not saying that it's recent i think it's more apparent recently but it happened a long time ago where they figured out that if they could pitch you against each other to take another person's rights, they would do it and then put in the legislation that would allow that to happen. So when it swung back the other way, they could capitalize the other way. And then when it swung back the other way, they could capitalize it on that way. And it's just going back and forth, back and forth over and over again. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot, you know, if it, if it was, you know, if it like if the federal government was made up by like a bunch of minarchist libertarian types, you know, I, and they were doing they were passing minarchist libertarian type policies and think, you know, we got whatever we want, you know, abolish public education, lower taxes, whatever. That's what we that's what we want. Libertarian stuff. And they started doing that. You know, I wouldn't complain about our elites that much. <laughs> you know, yeah, I I wouldn't be so like, so what? Oh. They're drinking children blood. Yeah. Who cares? I'd be like, oh, thank God, dude. I'm like, wait, that guy, that guy was on what island with who? The guy from the Mossad? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear yeah. that. I don't know. It's I don't know what you're talking about. Russian propaganda. You're, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy, man. Russian tin propaganda. foil hat. Take off your tin foil hat. Okay, QAnon, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> faggot <laughs> yeah dude. i would not throw that guy in jail why is he storming our capital <laughs> but you know and like but i i think like and then but that if you know if we had i kind of believe right now if somehow you know like with i don't know let's just say 40 percent of the vote dave smith takes the white house somehow just some crazy fucking hell mary he, he does it and well, I don't let's know. say he gets 35 percent of the vote if he gets 35 percent of the vote he wins yeah yeah let's say yeah. it was 33 33 yeah. and, and or 32 31 and he gets 35 yeah, yeah. he wins Some, something crazy right well i think like a large majority of this country would go crazy like absolutely yeah, we like, thought we thought 2021 was bad. We thought Trump was bad. They they would make Dave Smith. They would oh my god. They like he they would he is like the opposite of everything that's happening that they are 
proposing, the policies, the passing right now. And who knows if even even if he got in there, what if he could what serious changes he could make? Like who knows? They were able to absolutely they were able absolutely. to roadblock Trump so many times from just like yeah. not even the craziest policies. Like, you know, like, oh, we'll go bomb Syria, but like, can we just, you know, get out of Afghanistan? Well, <laughs> and thankfully, like Dave Smith wouldn't oh, I would hope so, but he wouldn't hire John Bolton for you yeah. know, any position in his fucking staff, which yeah, John Bolton and uh and Mathis were large proprietors. That's not the right word. Uh, large uh, benefactors in the situation with Trump in invading or staying invaded in other countries, like staying involved in other countries. And they did what they, they were who we thought they were. Like, yeah. it's the same fucking thing. Like they did the exact same thing and Trump listened to him. And I think I would hope, I would hope that Dave Smith, obviously from everything that I know about him, I would assume he would be like, yeah, we're not doing that. And yeah. you're not a part of my cabinet anymore. Yeah. Like I would, uh, that's just generally what I would assume. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's and- exactly what would happen, but I'm just saying generally what I would assume is there's, we'd be instantly out of Syria, instantly out of Somalia, instantly out of Iraq, instantly out of Afghanistan, instantly out of um, the $40 billion to Ukraine. We wouldn't be doing any of that because it would instantly, once it got to the, uh the president's desk if he won somehow it would be vetoed and it would be like no we're yeah. not doing this that would and be, the only that way the that hope, you can right? go yeah that would be the hope and that's that's why it's so important on that's one of the reasons like we always say like executive the national elections aren't that important and they aren't they really aren't if you are involved in the local elections right like yeah. that's the biggest thing. National elections aren't important if you're involved in the local elections. Yeah. And once the national, once you win the national elections, the local elections become a lot more important because especially if it's our ideology, if our ideology wins the national elections, they dolly up the fucking, the rights yeah. or they, they give it back to the state. That's generally what most of the people that will run on yeah. a national election will do is yeah. let the state decide. It's taught. They toss and, the ring in the fire. You would hope. And so, yeah, you would hope. And so generally, if we believe that's what they would do, the local elections become a lot more important again, or not more important. They become just as important as yeah. they were before. Because your local elections can nullify your federal legislation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so it know, just go. it's, it's, it's a, it's like a, it's, it's like a, a snake eating its tail. Like it's the same thing. Like you need, yeah. you don't need both, but if you have one, it can neutralize the other. If you move the tail out of the way, then this, the head can never eat it. If you have control of the head, then the snake ha- then the snake will move its tail because it doesn't want to eat its tail and it'll never chase it around anymore. But yeah, it can't put itself in the snake's mouth. Like it yeah. has to figure it out. Like, and that's just we're just going after federal policy or just going after um, local policy or local elections 
doesn't work. You have, you really have to go after both, but I think the local elections is easier. If you can get local elections, it makes you look better for federal elections. And I think that's one thing that Larry Sharp and uh, Spike Cohen both said that was very accurate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I just, I feel like there's a lot of people that don't understand that, but there's also, I think the one thing that we have as like a wild card is just being like, fuck you. I'm not doing it. I think that's a fucking big ass thing that if a lot of people were just like, nah, I'm not doing that. Fuck you. Yeah. I think like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it, this is like, a, a, there's a lot of ifs, right? If the Mises caucus takes over in Reno, if Dave Smith actually does run in 2024. Right. But I, I kind of like that idea of this. And it's not that I think, you know, I don't really think he's going to win. But what I want to see is I want it to be enough pop, enough popularity for him, or at least enough of like a fuck you vote for the other two parties or whatever. uh, That it's not that he'll necessarily like he will win, but it's I want him I want to see him to get more popular where they have to acknowledge his existence because a lot of times it's the reaction of like the machine or the establishment that gives you the inside and it kind of reveal themselves right when like Elon Musk like hey I'm gonna buy Twitter and just like let people say what they want right and then then they're they're like actually we're gonna investigate you and make sure that you are buying this properly also, we're going to burn a bunch of hit pieces on you. And so they're kind of like, the machine's kind of revealing itself, right? It's, they're like, holy shit. It's like, whoa, this is kind of weird. Like, for, first they told us a couple months ago that we should be buying his cars because it's better in green <laughs> energy. And now we hate this guy all of a sudden. Right. So that's what, I kind, that's, what I, that's what I'm hoping. That's all I'm really hoping to see from like a Dave Smith campaign is like him to have enough uh, eyeballs on him where they can't ignore him. Now, I think at first, and a lot of times they'll try to blackball, they won't even acknowledge him. It's a joke of a party. We, they're not to be taken. They're kind of, they kind of treat him like Trump in 2015. It's like, or oh, Ron Paul in 2012 yes. and 2008. Who's really voting for those crackheads? You know, like who's really going to vote for Trump? You know, <laughs> like who's really voting for Dave Smith? And like, you know, I'm not, you know, who knows? Let's shoot for the stars a little bit. And when I say shoot for the stars, let's get to like, fuck it dude let's try five percent let's try to get like a couple electoral college let's just, votes let's just get right? to the lower atmosphere like and let's just like, try that like let's let's get enough to where like whoever <laughs> lost would have had dave smith's votes or electoral college would have won type thing now it, let's in let's case, get to let's Trump. get to let's get to nebraska getting <laughs> one electoral vote let's, let's get new hampshire to get New Hampshire, well, no, the because free like, state project. Like, like Maine, like Maine and Nebraska. Let's get one electoral vote oh, from yeah. because they split. So like let's get one electoral vote. Like it's red and gold. Let's get that. Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. fucking campaign. Just because the I, I think Spike said this well, or maybe it was Larry, maybe it was Larry Sharp, but one or the other, they said it well, where it's like just the visual. When that map gets posted and it's the electoral votes and a half of Nebraska is, and it's one, let's, it's just one electoral vote. Yeah. Half of Nebraska is painted gold. The other half is red or half of Maine is gold. 
and the other half is red or the other half is blue. Yeah, I don't really whatever. know where Maine is going. I don't, I, yeah. I honestly don't. I think it's generally red, but sometimes it's blue. It's up there in the Northeast. Like they're yeah. too close to Canada. They yeah, could definitely go coast. blue. It's on the coast. Gross. It's on the coast. Coast. Coast is gross. Yep. But you know, let's get half of it, half of it. Because I think those are the only two states that have uh, split electoral votes. Yeah. Which I think should be more involved in a lot of other, like everything should be offset. Like it shouldn't be three to, like it should be three to two everywhere. It shouldn't be, oh, you have four electoral votes. All four go to this one, whoever wins. It should be more so a split decision. I wonder if there's a good explanation for that. I've never really paid attention though. The electoral college always didn't make sense to me, so whatever. But well, like, our you know, I feel in like general here don't make sense, dude. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I think it's a lot of it's a lot of smoke up your ass, right? Like our our, no. our elections and everything else are a lot of smoke up your ass. So I think I think if we could get one of those gold, even if it's the one vote from Nebraska, because I'm pretty sure it's like one in three or or two in. And two and three or something like that in Nebraska. And I think it's very similar in Maine. It's like four and four and four and one, or it's like an offset number. Um, if we could just get, if one of those could go gold one year, like that would be a big deal. Like that would be a pretty big deal just for the fact the visual is important. And honestly, it says more about the United States but I don't think it's a problem that's only directly associated with the United States. Like the fact that I think it would be important to the United States seeing gold on the map would be important because it's like a visual stimulation. Oh, look, other people voted for something other than red and blue. I think it would be like that generally everywhere, Mm -hmm. but just specifically talking about the United States, I think it would be a very big thing to get just one electoral vote in one of the United States. Seeing gold on the map with a bunch of blue and red everywhere, I think would do a lot of good for the Libertarian Party. Yeah, well, yeah. And I, I, I just like, you know, some like, you know, yeah, I'm I'm biased for the Libertarian Party because I just like pictures. That's my like people, pictures. and I just want something different on the map. Red and blue is getting boring, dog. Let's change. I it can up barely a see bit. the difference. I can barely <laughs> see the difference between yeah, the two. Yeah, you're colorblind, fucking. <laughs> but, but I I just I just think that if if let's just say if it was it if it wasn't the Libertarian Party and there and a communist it was green. party, it was green. It was the Green it, Party. Yeah, Better example, com or the Green Party, right? Yeah, let's and, use colors. I know they, colors. Yeah, what would the green? I guess they'd be green. No shit. Yeah, but, yeah, like, no shit. <laughs> yeah. But the Green Party. Let's just get. I just want to see a, like something else kind of break through the norm, and not not really like. I don't think it'll make that much of a difference. Like I don't honestly believe that you know the Libertarian Party is going to make waves and get massive people in 2024 but i just think like putting yourself on the map literally will put like eyeballs and kind of make the machine or the establishment be like what the fuck is that 
Like first, <laughs> the first are voting what for the these racist <laughs> Republicans, and now what they're the bringing the that? fucking weirdos in. Yeah, what the fuck is like, that? I just, I just want that. I want, you know how like Trump went in and just like this wrecking ball. That's how I want like the Libertarian I Party, like a wrecking ball, to just kind of go in like a wrecking ball and kind of like fuck things up a little bit and not you know fuck with the status quo is what i mean this like the status quo yeah like and and (laughs) that's yeah dude shout out matt we gotta have him on again but like i i I think you're right where it's like uh and that's the only place that i agree with larry sharp and um spike cohen is I don't think that they're allies. I don't think that this Green Party or Andrew Yang is allies. But them winning something does do something for us. Like it's, they do want a very similar thing. They want to break the duopoly that is Republican and Democrat. They do. They that is an absolute truth that they yeah. do want that and. I guess you could argue that the Green Party really doesn't want that because they're actual, actually the leftists that the Democrats represent. And there's just some of them that won't vote that way. And that's why they're not as big as they are. Yeah. And maybe Andrew Yang's kind of similar. But I think it's like the radicals for the Democrats, why the libertarians are the radicals for the Republicans. Yeah. And I, I, and for me personally, I don't agree with that. I don't think we're, we're, I don't think we're part of the Republicans. I don't think, especially you and I, I don't think either of us are like part of the, I don't think that we would associate ourselves as part of the Republican party, but we generally do have more in common with the Republican party than we do with the democratic party. And I would generally agree with that statement. I would say it's probably because the progressives are in power and conservatives are kind of just in power by name only if that makes yes sense. and and once it once it flipped back if it does flip back it would be the opposite and i would be like i especially if they did the things that they said conservatives do i'd be like yeah those things are good mm-hmm. now generally i agree with the the leftists saying that you are taking away certain civil liberties that i disagree with you taking away with sure. but it's just it's just one of those things where it's a constant flip back and forth and that's kind of where we lie right now but it's gonna be oh i'm gonna sneeze uh it's gonna be fucking interesting it's gonna be fucking interesting and weird 2024 is gonna be crazy but the big one is gonna be 2022 here in november like it's gonna be interesting to see how everything like, plays yeah, out especially kinda... with the roe v wade thing especially with uh, you know, the Ukraine thing. I think the Republicans have a very decent base to build off of. Yeah. Well, I think, I think um, there's kind of like a civil war happening in the Republican party. Yeah, absolutely. I think Trump kind of ignited it in a lot of ways. And now it's kind of like, I mean, they kind of frame it as like all oh, this Trumpism, but now there is kind of like this, I wouldn't call it Trumpism, but it's more like this populist like kind of movement in the Republican Party and, and the populist that are like they're a lot more radical. They say things like that are a little bit, you know, off the norm from like a lot of Republicans. Like you got Matt Gates that was talking about, you know, he's kind talking of children. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. I mean, Matt Gates is kind of like the 
And he's kind of with like the in the Marjorie Taylor Green, the Thomas Massey kind of area. I feel like Matt Gates died, dude. Like Matt Gates is gone. Like whoever is in inhabiting Matt Gates's yeah. body is not Matt Gates he, anymore. He does look like he does well, he like, look like a slimy politician. He just, but like when he, he just, talks, I'm like well, he's like the right he did thing like sometimes. slimy things that even like Republicans didn't like. And so like now he's just like out of the news cycle. But I'd agree with your MGT, like Marjorie Green Taylor, like she's whatever. I'm yeah. fucking dyslexic too. Uh <laughs> colorblind and dyslexic. I'm perfect for the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah, perfect. But like uh yeah, like I would agree with her more. I think. I think Gates is done. I think Gates is done. I don't think he has. I don't. I don't holding on the Republican Party anymore. I don't. I don't know because I think the media does this where they make it. These people seem like they're fucking done. They're pathetic. Like whoever votes for them is trash. And then they might. I think they might win because because like I I don't think like Republican conservative types are getting their news from the news anymore. They're getting their news from like Dan Bonagino and Ben Shapiro um the the blaze or whatever and or fox news which or and kind of and but fox news is kind of fallen out a little bit nowadays but well and that's um, kind of why i said like gates is because like i haven't heard a lot about gates in a while i would say like, like madison, i haven't heard shit about like the last madison time i heard Cawthorn. about gates was when he was about to go to court about whatever it was the sexual yeah, he assault was, or he was just giving speeches in congress i don't i don't know what the fuck's up with him honestly i haven't been paying attention but i know the madison cawthorn guy the wheelchair boy he fucking he's been ran through the ringer fucking, he's been riding fucking, dirty he's, he's been, been riding dirty i mean i mean i don't know and this might be true but he was like dressed up as and he, he wore a dress but i think this was all before like he was even in politics and they shared like okay so oh is, the fucking the guy that i was that was touching or yeah his yeah his secretary was touching his dick yeah but i think and that it was, was like oh it's a fucking were, joke yeah it, well this that's the thing it's like he was in it i mean we talked about this it too, was clearly you, a fucking joke when you're in a hyper masculine environment for some reason the men start acting homo, like homosexual like it's fucking what, weird. what else it can happens you, all the time what else can you show yeah. emotion to all these all these women want men to show emotion and when they show it to other men they call us gay i know dude but so like dude i'm, saying, I'm just touching your dick it's not it, a fucking yeah. sexual this, thing this guy's being I'm just saying what's through. up He's being ran through the ring. Are they making him look like he's the worst person? I mean, he probably got ran through. Maybe. I mean, that's why he's, that's probably why he's a paraplegic. And maybe it's all true. Maybe it's all true. (laughs) But I don't think people give a shit what the media is saying. I don't think they care that much. At least the Republicans don't care that much. Whatever CNN says or the New York Times says about these people. The Democrats, the Democrats are making it about it being gay. It's like, how can you be part of the Republican Party and be gay? And it's like, bro, you don't think a lot of these straight white men in these very prestigious positions aren't fucking little boys like the Catholic fucking church, bro? Like, they've been doing this for years. Like, or even and, and, and look and, how much conservatives jump over like Blair White, dude. They don't even care. They just want someone on their side. <laughs> yeah, they, they they just want a little help. They just want there. someone they on just, their side. They just dude. want to finish, bro. They haven't been able to finish with their wives for a fucking minute, so they just want to finish. You know, yeah. like they're just they're just trying to get there. And and like with with that guy, like the whole thing was 
they were like, oh, uh, the whole thing was with him that he was being or he is closeted gay, right? That's basically what the left was making it out to be. How can he be closeted gay and a Republican? And it's like, bro, he is not the first gay man to be a Republican. And if he is gay or even if he isn't gay, you very underestimate straight culture. Like when it's just a hyper, when you're in a environment that's a hyper-masculine environment. There's a lot of, I wouldn't say gay, but like very fluid sexuality things that go on. doesn't mean that you're like sucking another dude's dick or anything like that. It's just like you do gay shit because first off, it's funny. And second off, you just fucking do it. Like you just fucking do it. Like it's yeah, not a, probably, it's, I don't know his history, but he's probably like a frat boy, dude. And even if he is like the biggest thing is even if he is gay, that doesn't mean that he can't be Republican or a Republican yeah. senator. It doesn't yeah. mean he's against gay marriage. Being a Republican person in the United States right now does not have the effect that it did 10 years ago. Being a Republican senator right now does not mean that you're against gay marriage. Being a Republican senator right now does not mean that you're against transsexuals having the general rights that everybody else has. That's not what the that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. And you can't make it out to be that way. Yeah, that's not what draws people in. That's not what draws the Republican base in. They're not like they're not going like, oh, this guy's against gay marriage. Like I'm voting for him like that. They hardly. They just don't want gay people, you know, talking about their sexual experience to their kids. That's right now. That's all. That's all they want. (laughs) They don't want the male. And and honestly, it's all towards males. They don't want the gay male teacher fucking their male student. Yeah, I mean, that's what they. That's what it is. That's what it honestly is. They don't want the uh, trans fluid, purple haired. Um, nose pierced, dick pierced, um, bearded, gender lady. fluid, bearded, uh, non-binary person going after some child. That's what they don't want. And they're going to go to the extreme for every argument against it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're against gay marriage. And I'm not saying that they're wrong with it or that they're right with it. That's not my, it's not my intention, but, yeah, but, but I no can Republican understand campaigning on repealing gay marriage. Like that's not even bringing Donald Trump was the first person to run for gay marriage, run and in his campaign for gay marriage. <laughs> yeah. So like to say, to say that the Republicans, Especially, that's what I've heard the most. And we'll we'll try to wrap up here in a second because I think we've been droning on for two and a half hours. But like to try and wrap up, like the Republican Party isn't, they're not the party of repeal Roe v. Wade so that all the babies are born and no women have rights. And next we're going after, and this is what the Democrats have made it sound like, next we're going after gay marriage. Well, next we're going after trans rights. (laughs) Next we're going after gay marriage. And next we're going after uh, interracial marriage. That's not what it is. Like to say that is fundamentally 
improper and fundamentally wrong. Like it's just flat out wrong. Yeah. And once they do, and if they do say anything like that, if they say, Hey, like I understand marriage shouldn't be handled by church and state. I've like the marriage shouldn't be handled by the state. It shouldn't be. I absolutely agree. If they make, and the rules are kind of different now, but if they make a legitimate rule where it's, Hey, you guys are both the same sex. You're not allowed to get married and claim the same exact exemptions as straight fucking people. Or in the case of, you know, interracial couples, straight white people, then it's wrong. It's wrong. I don't want the state just as much as everybody else. But to discriminate on the basis of who you're involved with or, well, just that, actually. Like, who you're involved with is fucking wrong. It's probably like political suicide if you advocated for that in like a campaign. Yeah, because how many fucking Republican women are going after black dudes? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there's a lot. lot, There's a reason why there's a snow bunny fucking stereotype that are going after black dudes. And I, I, yeah, I don't. It's not leftist Democrat, blonde hair, blue eyed women. It's red (laughs) Republican, blonde haired, blue eyed women that are going after fucking black dudes. Yeah, it's usually women with uh, Christian, conservative, more right leaning fathers. And they're exactly. a little bit more aggressive with their rhetoric toward minorities and their daughters that have father issues with those men. Well, they end up dating outside their race. <laughs> For good reason. Yeah. You got fucking cucks I, as a dad. So. I, I see it here. I see it here a couple of times where it's like, obviously her father would not approve. And that's why she chose that man. <laughs> yeah. That's how you got laid a lot. So. <laughs> probably true (laughs) (laughs) there's a little bit of truth in that probably that's why it's a joke there's a little bit of truth in every joke yeah that's why we say you're gay (laughs) 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 that's why i fucked your asshole but i gotta i gotta go i actually have plans at eight o'clock that's surprising is but, it with a white girl that's blonde haired, blue eyed, and has daddy issues? Uh, Mexican. No, oh, makes sense. True. I'm just kidding. Right. We don't we don't allow those fist bumps. Here, dude. <laughs> Only in prison. Buzz a, yeah. <laughs> we don't have women. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll let you go. We're fucking done. Um, if you haven't already, check out our fucking sponsor, David Day. I think yeah. it's DavidDDay.com. Uh, go check out his shit. He's a fucking lawyer. So if you listen to us and then get popped on a list, you can uh, use his services to get yourself off that. Probably not get yourself off that list. I'm sorry. That's not, that's not true. Um, you can yeah. uh, fight any legal battle that. Yes. You In might the court have. of law. In the court. Yeah. <laughs> the, the absolutely just court of law that we have mm-hmm. here in the United States, obviously. Um I don't have anything else. Um, neither do I. This is gonna. This is exciting times. Weird times. Very weird when you put in this perspective of everything happens, and uh, it's the shit show. 
and we're gonna talk yeah. about it next week <laughs> that's the fucking shit show i hope you guys enjoyed it we out